Thank I you. beat you to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I just, I, I'm just going to start out mm-hmm. and say that as promised in the last episode, well, we don't know if it was the last one. I, yeah. I can't. That the next time we recorded, mm. there would be someone else joining us. Ooh, nice call. Yeah. 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 And I'm not talking about our, well, I'm talking about a guest, but she's napping. Uh it's the first time we've had an eight-week-old in the podcast studio. <laughs> so we're not totally... Yeah, we're not against babies or anything like that. <laughs> as long as they're fur babies. Yes. They're hairy she's enough. very sweet. Yeah. And I'm glad she made it home safe. Yeah, me too. All right. So it's on you now. Oh, okay. Oh, welcome, Sparkle. That's Sparkle, welcome. all caps, last name, Motion. It's very, it's very specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what, no, Selena, wanted, she came up with the name. She's like, I want to call her Sparkle. And I was like, okay, we got to have some dark shit that goes with this. Motion. Okay, Donnie, 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 Darko, help me out here. And oh, so I was that's thinking, where like, Motion came from. Sparkle Death Clock or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Had it would have been good. It would have been good. Yeah. This yeah. is just a little bit more. So this is kind of embarrassing because we actually <laughs> haven't had this gentleman with us yet. And we've been meaning to Josh Tyler, who, but he's been kind of on probation, hasn't he? A little bit. You guys for like a year to and a half. Figure it out. That's a that's a that's a nice vetting period. I we think hazed you for a year and a half, and now you're here. Oh, I'm not. We, I, I is it man, hazing? I don't think so. I I just I've made that's him do some guys terrible do. shit in the gym, and he has always done it. Okay. Yeah, always. And see, I, I didn't see that part. I just like just more and more, and more energy mm. was. You know, I could sense it more. Oh, okay. But the first time that you came in, I think, did you come, you guys came in and recorded a podcast for your yes. thing yeah. uh-huh. here. Yep. And I, 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 well, I wasn't an off day. I was just, I was just being me. I was like, that dude looks like such a fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> because I <laughs> clearly missed the cauliflower ears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, oh, that's a sign of having seen some shit or I've felt done some. a few things i mean I, i'm still kind of a poser like in in, in certain <laughs> but, regards like that's not inaccurate Did, Here, here's I, where he's not but here's where but, he came through but hang on one second so the day that it switched for me mm. was the day that i learned that you were tight with my friend rick elder ah and yeah and if if rick gives someone the blessing okay like, because he's a he's been a good he was a great uh team leader for me on a couple projects and um, and he's a wonderful photographer and we have a, a, a very good friendship. And as a litmus test, um, this guy I will always respect. Yeah. So that is the day it changed. Okay. Well, that's like, good. Well, thanks okay. Rick. Yeah. That's Mine good. was an event. You came in and I said, oh, we're doing something long today. And you said, oh, cool. Like a 20 minute thing. <laughs> and I said, kind of like a two hour thing. And then that, that's what. That was the first The version. number two is involved. Yeah, the, that was the first version of Dante's triathlon. And you didn't even hesitate. You just took all off all your clothes like you usually do Standard. and got to exercising, which I can appreciate. So yeah. <laughs> after a long vetting session, and we will for sure have you back to actually speak with you specifically, but we are graced with a Mr. Jack Donovan who uh, traveled down here from Portland, Oregon yes. is where he resides. Yeah, yeah, more or less. It's, 
welcome. Um, a little bit about yourself. You were an author, writer, mm -hmm. um, thinker. Would you call yourself a philosopher? On Tinder, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what kind of... Okay, mic drop. What kind of was that, Paul? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Whatever I'm, response you get from that, yeah. they don't shave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it was, it's been okay. Okay. It, yeah, it's a good opener. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, it... it Authors, see, then they ask, have to ask about my books, and then that, oh. that's that's a dark path. We don't want to go right to there. Sure, okay, you know, but uh, you know, the philosopher. Oh yeah, I think about I think about interesting things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a thinker, <laughs> yeah. an overthinker. I, I found um, I, th I think the first book I read from you is uh, The Way of Men, mm -hmm. and then I went backwards, and that was the Becoming a Barbarian. Right? Was, no, that's that's the correct. Oh, that's the correct order. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I did it right. Um, <laughs> and you've had a couple since and I haven't caught up yet, but mm -hmm. the theme of it, which I think is surprising these days, mm -hmm. um, that, that, um, it, it's almost, um, hard to have a conversation about publicly is the theme of masculinity. And I'll let you put this in your words cause you have a really eloquent way of putting it, but, uh, not just being a man, but how to be good at being a man would be the correct way. Or how would you put that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually kind of the, one of the best essay chapters in the book is that uh, being a good man is actually what people focus on, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But that's a human; all those are human qualities. Uh, when you talk about being a good man, it's you know, it's about like, is, are they honest? Are they trustworthy? All these things that they're really just human qualities. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at what was specific to the role of being a man that is universal. Uh, that's you know gone throughout history and so forth. So what is what does it mean to be good at being a man? Because you can be a terrible person mm -hmm. and actually come across as being extremely masculine. And and the reason why I started looking into this was, you know, how do you tell? Like you know when a guy, you're like that guy's a little light in the loafers, or he's a little bit, <laughs> he's a little like uh, he's just you know not very impressive. Or you can kind of tell, you can read a guy that's not masculine, right? Um, and I was like, well, how? Where does that come from? What signals is he giving it off and where do they come from? And that's kind of how I approach the, the project. And so in there, this is like a spectrum of masculinity. You would basically describe it as. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, because I don't want to say fluidity because that gets yeah, that gets fucking a, weird. Yeah, yeah. Then there's like a lot of genders and we we don't want to get into that, <laughs> but, uh, but no, there it's, it's more a spectrum of performance. I would say, ah, okay. uh, you know, it's like, uh, I, I put it into four tactical virtues that have to do with a, things that would be useful in a primal gang. You know, if in yeah. an emergency situation, what do I need? If this building is attacked right now, I'm going to start looking around the room for certain things. Right. <laughs> you know, a vicious attack dog. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. And a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, an emergency situation. And a camera, because watching people go to shit has to be captured. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, everybody watching, get out their phones. Watching and, people get. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go to shit. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. did you find? In, was it surprising to you that this has been in in liberal terminology? It's been problematic. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm old enough to have watched the evolution of that happen. Yeah, yeah sure. To a certain degree. I mean, I I, I went to school actually uh, in the early '90s, and I went to art school, but it was a division of the New School for Social Research. So all the classes that I had I, are where you learn to construct that even in, in uh, art terms 
And if you go to any art exhibit, how do you frame it? Like if you can frame that slash across a canvas as this is symbolic of the oppression of so-and-so, I mean, it, it becomes like way more valuable and interesting than whether or not you just, you know, you know, say it's done for one purpose or because it's positive masculinity, you wouldn't want to say that. So on that note, like, cause that's, mm-hmm. that's a interesting draw. We say this kind of often that like mm-hmm. images don't matter unless they have a story that they can relay or be told along with the image or through the image, mm-hmm. right? So like a painting is the same thing. It doesn't matter. I mean, I have technical execution in, in my art. I don't personally, mm-hmm. but someone might have technical execution mm-hmm. in painting with oils or, or pastels or something like that. Um, but the story that they put behind it is almost more important. Mm-hmm. And I would say the, that story is what carries everything in human culture. And mm-hmm. we have yet to actually realize that as, as a concept that we are honest about. Like when we, when we hold up a dollar bill, we're like, we just agreed on the story that this is valuable. It is literally mm-hmm. a fabricated story, except now we can exchange and use this momentous thing called trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, coming into the subject that we're talking about have we just told a story about what men are what women are what you know we'd call that gender roles but there's also you know are are we just at a time where we disagree on the story or the story is confusing because there's no need for it anymore is there like a reason this is breaking down I, i think we're at a time where we can just make up whatever story we want (laughs) <laughs> just depending on how you feel that day. There is no rhyme or reason. It's just, you know, just be to put a finger up to the wind and then just see yeah. kind of, because I think we have gone down a path of uh, this, man, we, we can't hurt people's feelings. We, we have to be so sensitive to everything that we can't, we can't actually be forthcoming with, with any conversation, mm-hmm. you know, we, I mean, we, we had to go to the top of a mountain to actually have a candid conversation, you know what I mean? And talk about things. <laughs> and none of it was nefarious. To, to be clear, you were still overheard. <laughs> so you're right. The yeah. phones were in your I pockets. Mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we took the SIM cards out and everything. You, 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 okay, just to have, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, just yeah, have that talk. Okay. No, I mean, it, 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 I mean, <laughs> we're, we're joking, but it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, but it, but it wasn't something that you could probably just say in passing in a restaurant without mm-hmm. getting some really serious sideways glances. But for, but you're also in an environment that uh, that that uh, you go. Like yeah, you're up there. It's still winter. You're above ten thousand feet. You're sort of isolated. That is the kind of an environment that allows and even begs for deep conversation to happen mm-hmm. and to to you know you obviously establish a sense of trust or you wouldn't go to that situation with a person in the first place. Right. So those are all things that are prereqs for you know having a, a, a an honest discussion about. There's things. something about uninhibitable environments, lack of oxygen that mm-hmm. somehow bring out like honest and effort yeah. that brings out honesty and truth. And I think that's what, you know, what a lot, <laughs> probably a lot of conversations lack is a lot of like cutthroat honesty, the stuff that just gets down to the meat of mm-hmm. what you guys want to talk about. And there's a lot of, you know, charades and stuff happening. It, it is, mm-hmm. I find it more and more difficult or maybe it's easier and easier. I can't tell, uh, to, to test somebody like to have a conversation and some of it is testing for sure. Like, We'll throw out concepts and ideas that are taboo or frowned upon or something because I want to see if somebody is hypersensitive mm. or they make quick judgments without realization or something like that. I, I, um, I read this a little bit ago about the necessity, how, how social media should have been perceived as like the ultimate sandbox 
like where you can go build these ideas and knock them out down because they're virtual. They don't mm-hmm. matter. They don't exist. And it's actually the opposite has happened. We've made, um, we've made politicians out of sand, like yeah. out of concepts that should have blown away I, in the wind because they're bad ideas. I, I just had a buddy post, um, because he, he commented on some recent, um, political happening, I think in, in Canada. Um, Oh, that's why <laughs> I, I think it was in Quebec where they did the thing that they did there. Um, I guess you can't wear any kind of religious symbols. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And so he, he posted a commentary on that and, and was eviscerated by the people mm-hmm. who would do such a thing. And then the people who actually wanted to have a candid discussion never commented. They had to DM him for fear of this yeah. vilification. Yeah. Because, again, in this sandbox, you can't actually play it as a sandbox because, you know, the repercussions are like, hey, I don't want to get fired from my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, like, McCarthyism yeah. type, you know, concepts. I mean, that's a, it's a scary, you know, a scary thing. Josh Tyler Busting out the big words, nice, and bringing McCarthyism yeah. up in like oh, yeah. 2019. This is awesome. I, it's it's definitely like I stole that from somewhere. I'm just it, oh, okay. just more You're just repeating stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I read it in a book. Yeah, does that count? Well, at least you read it. You didn't like you know come across it as a, was it Cliff Notes or was it an actual? It, it was like, on BuzzFeed. Whole, it was okay. a meme. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, like, like, total, total side note. Oh, McCarthyism I got, memes. We have to do it. <laughs> on, on a total side note, I got um, an Amazon pack in the mail and I could feel that it was a thin book and I was like oh it's obviously for me even though it's addressed to Aaron and I opened it up and it was a summary of another book and it's like a 20 page <gasps> book summarizing another book oh. and I was like no she didn't and she got home and she was like don't worry I'm not even going to read that either it's too long <laughs> I'm just going to read the back cover of the summary of the book that I wanted to read and I was like Awesome. I get, <laughs> I, I get all my information from Amazon by just clicking the see inside button. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I read that book. It's expediency. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't have that. Who has that kind of time? It's true. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, that, that's, that, that was one thing that I think is interesting about effort because I've made my best friends out of going and doing things with them. Mm-hmm. Like hard things, shit where you're not actually talking, but you're learning more about that person by their reaction to hardship than anything that I think I've ever, uh, I think that's the easiest shortcut. I know like yeah. um, we had one of Mark's climbing partners on here and it seemed like immediately like their interaction was almost nonverbal mm-hmm. because of years she spent was doing rough hard for sh- a podcast. Yeah, really. which, which is, <laughs> it's not the best. Actually, it was one of my favorite podcasts because you just saw they could communicate at a different rate. And I think when he described, yeah, we're going to go for a hike. I was like, it's a really good way to get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, how like in your now in your experience because now you have some media presence mm-hmm. and obviously associations um come and go mm-hmm. what kind of shortcuts do you use in order to like i, I how did you find josh like how did you know that josh was somebody that you wanted to interact with or uh, is it three? He made a mistake. He made a grievous <laughs> error is what he yeah. did. I already have a broken toe. <laughs> <laughs> is that in jujitsu today? Yeah. yeah. It was like the second round. Is it turf? Turf uh, toe? 
I no, it's just like the pinky toe is went that way. It no, was it's, going it's, this way, and now it yeah, goes I'm that like, way. Yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. weird. I didn't feel it when it happened. It's okay. I'm just I taped like, it that's up weird. for him. It's like those yeah, erector yeah. sets that you just like crank the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just doesn't look right now. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I use social media for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. I, I, I still in my mind, he is his handle. And and uh, I, uh, I I do see people that way because most of the people I actually know yeah. I've met through the through the internet yeah in some way so I've known them that way first and uh, it, by the kind of content that he puts out yeah and uh, I really you know liked the stuff that he was doing for a long time his visual content was really good and and uh, he seemed like we would have a lot to talk about and we mm-hmm. did and it was something that you mentioned that uh, I think is really important is that when they first started trying to create men's groups in the, like the nineties mm. or whatever. And like it, it, that big, there was a first men's movement that happened. And, Iron John. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. They did yeah. all that stuff, but they did it as psychologists and they did it wrong uh-huh. in the sense of like men don't socialize in that way. Gen- right. I mean, it's funny cause we are sitting in a, in a circle, sure. but they did this, the, the female therapy model that they use of like, let's all sit around in a circle and talk about oh, our feelings. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, uh, the whole Robert Bly thing just blew my mind that way. Cause, yeah. cause my, Associate, I looked at it and I go like, "Why do you need that?" And then because of my blinkered sort of thing of having you know been tied mm. to the other end of a rope, right? You know, never more than sixty meters apart or fifty meters apart for days on end, and so and then sleeping you know two guys in a one and a half man tent, right. you know, for long periods of time. Like you, you, it, it seemed so natural to me. So that when I saw the this men's group kind of stuff forming. I was like I, I questioned the the uh, you, you know need and then therefore utility. Yeah, mm. yeah, but I mean, really, in the world as it is, I mean, people work in offices. They it's very hard to make male friends. Yeah, in the real <laughs> yeah. world, I mean, it's very it's very difficult to find the people who you want to associate with mm. and and then build a relationship with it because you don't have that time. Like yeah. if you're on the side of a mountain or whatever, and, and you need a lot of time to build trust because men are smart like that a little bit. They don't actually tell you everything about themselves the first day. Uh, you know, normally. Oh, you're not, not supposed to do that? Not, I mean, we kind of did that. Oh, but the, <laughs> I waited the second day for the really racist yeah, stuff. I, I but, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm way too forthcoming. I had to see where you were going to go with certain yeah. things. What are the so, rules of engagement here yeah, in this yeah, conversation? Yeah, I can't yeah. believe you told them about your purple ball gag. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was right off the bat. Hey, check this. I showed it to you. Usually, I don't talk. Here's well, why. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the only reason you showed it to him, Josh, is because it's hanging off the mirror of your truck. Yeah. Well, because I need everyone to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You really but. should have a gun rack in your truck and then a ball gag hanging off the rearview mirror. You have a locker up sticker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just. <laughs> And then a rainbow sticker. Yeah. And just confuse the fuck out of no everybody. No one will understand. That's like a Pulp Fiction, like, gimp kind of threat yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. That's a pimp yeah. machine wagon. Yeah. Pussy wagon. By the way, I saw that driving in L.A. It, it exists. It's, it's real. A thing? Yeah, the pussy wagon is real. That's well. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, the, the point of, like... The, this displacement, right, where I think the way our society is created now is we, we have a core group of people that we grow up with, you know, through through school. These are our, this is our tight knit group. These are our buddies. You know, maybe we, they we gain them through group sports or, or whatever, sure. team sports, whatever that activity was. We graduate, we go about our lives, and now all of a sudden we find ourselves at a different place without those guys. And, and, and it occurred to me 
actually not too long ago, like how fortunate I've been as a as a fighter you're kind of you're in this club right and it doesn't matter where i go i can go into a fight gym and very quickly i, I can find like-minded individuals like i, I know this this well, is my tribe the, the location itself already says that they're like-minded in i some already way. know i know how to seek them out i can i can google it and say oh there's dudes like me that are beating hmm. each other up here cool <laughs> right? this is where i need to go to make my new and that's what i did when i came to salt lake city i immediately you yeah. know found those guys and now they're some of my closest friends it was a very easy transition and I've, so i've never been without and it's a timing shortcut mm-hmm. like one of the things that jack that you said about like it takes time mm-hmm. and all this time because because not only because of the withholding but i think there's and 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 what i think is common to say let's let's say between mma or boxing or anything you know combat sports and and climbing is you you rapidly see who you're with at their best and at their very worst, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, and they're at their weak, their strongest at their mm-hmm. weakest. They're like mm-hmm. the, the the greatest sort of level of overcoming, and then the cowering in fucking fear. Like, mm-hmm. and the only reason that you're not pissing yourself with fear is because you've already shit yourself from the amoebas that you caught on the hike in or something. <laughs> right. But, um, but the uh, so so th- like certain activities like that are a really cool shortcut to to you know, introduce ourselves to people yeah. in a way. And, and so like the, the key, but, it, and I think it's, it's harder and harder to find friends, male friends. It, I mean, it, 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 well, regardless of, let's just take gender, like find people now because identities are so public via social media mm-hmm. that there are, that people are trying to maintain in that first introductory period. There's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I know you by your handle. Mm-hmm. That's a particular image. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to try, you know, Josh. I'm just pointing at you. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, um, it, whether that's appropriate or not, but but you're going to sort of like I got to project this image. Uphold that, right? I have yeah. to uphold this because this is, you know, I know that that's not exactly who I am, but the relationship has been as well. Unless we're totally honest, I, on I, our, I mean, and, and truthfully, I, I try to be because I've seen guys create that, you know facade oh yeah and then and then see that and and then watched how they like just tried to go completely out of their way to make sure that was never cracked and it's like yeah oh that's a lot of work i I, i'm not smart enough to actually do that you know what i mean like it's way too much well maybe i'm not smart enough i'm just probably just too lazy that's way too much like work so it's like i I'll, i'll try to do as close to as a representation of who I am through my social media. Okay. Um, but, but you're absolutely right. You know, we, we do build that up and now we're trying to maintain that. And now there's just, you know, everything is built off this false pretense of, well, I'm, I, I'm this guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have to always be this guy because of the social media image that we have created or because of an identity that has been assigned to us Mm. by way of other people's exposure to our social media. So I think actually the next podcast that we should record when Jack, if you come back is like, okay, let's talk about the unintended consequences of the, you know, the, the, the personas that have been created around. Cause I could see that. I mean, it it kept, it keeps the whole fucking Dr. Doom thing, not my creation, but I ran with it once it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, it came. That's and, because and, it's a cool nickname. It, like, yeah. yeah. If it was like it's, Mr. Philibot, you'd be yeah. like, yeah. Or Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink is but, now cool. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. But it took, you know, chopping ears off and dancing around mm-hmm. it. To, to do so anyway, I, I I think you're right that like the the the, the sort of distance that is, um, 
that we have created between us by by not interacting personally mm-hmm. and not interacting personally in stressful situations means that yeah it takes man there's a lot of sniffing bushes before yeah well yeah. and and going back to this you know this this very rapid assessment that you can get through you know effort how do you accomplish that if you're working you know in an office for an accounting firm you know i mean with with Steve across the way, like, oh, he seems like a pretty cool guy, but I mean, how long is that going to take to, you know, create that circle when you're just like, oh, hey, and you're, you know, making small talk around the water cooler, you know, about the latest American Idol episode or uh, what is it? Temptation Island is what the the kids are watching these days. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it it creates a really superficial relationship. Yeah. And and, there'll always be that way until you're in a situation where you have to test that, mm-hmm. which I guess is why they have those corporate like uh, team building, team building things. Yeah. Where, where, you know, you stand beside and then you're supposed to fall and let someone else catch you and stuff like that. Which is, <laughs> Trust it's not fall. really the same thing, but they exactly try. the same. Yeah, yeah. It's the same as jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. that is very, very synonymous <laughs> with jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Trust, yeah. Fall, yeah. trust choke. Who did, yeah. who did a trust fall compilation video? <laughs> Somebody put one of these together and it's fantastic. Like, there's a guy that delivers a pizza and he hands it to the person, turns around, and he goes, trust fall, and he falls back <laughs> into the house. seeing that. It's just people failing trust it's falls. It's amazing. But it is fantastic. It is. I not, caught him on my pepperoni mushroom <laughs> and black olives. It's, like, <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. But I, I think that was one of the shocking realizations when um, I realized that I'm kind of a loner in my 20s was like, Fuck! I don't. I don't necessarily want to be a loner. I just mm-hmm. have a really hard time connecting with people, especially males, because a I was a hairdresser, so I wasn't around a lot of males. Mm-hmm. And then when I found that I did get around a lot of males, they were just like the epitome of like the guy who's working a job that hates his life that doesn't want. Like I don't want to be around that. But and look at my car. But yeah, it was exactly because before that I worked in an auto shop, so the whole feeling was like just this piss poor blue collar feeling of drudgery mm-hmm. of like man I hate my life I hate everything about it so I'm going to bitch about everything and then when a girl walks by I'm going to whistle because I'm like I'm living up to what I'm supposed to do right and so my first image of this is just like well I guess I'm a loner I guess I don't need but, friends but that right there is like what you've just described is sort of like a a mismanaged relationship with what being a man is. like that it's so that it like okay so you're going to whistle <laughs> but I can't whistle. You, How am I going to get her attention? Uh, and tell her she's pretty. It, like, yeah. And and where is that going to lead? Like, okay, if marriage. That's, if, obviously, if, if, you're going to marry that girl. No, because you just want one night. What you're? What are you? you barbarian. <laughs> well, I think you're on to to something because I, mm-hmm. I and this is where what I thought a lot of your writing was really interesting because it hit on the same sentiments of an article I I I wrote and never finished <laughs> now that I think about it um, which was man I have never had a rite of passage and that was the biggest problem I have ever had like and I kind of was against everything like I, I never went in with the normal thing I never played team sports mm-hmm. I dropped out of college mm-hmm. I fucking despised religion so all of the markers where you know you'll have some kind of fostering from male you know, uh, what I would call a second father, which I think is really important. Yeah. None of that stuff ever existed for me. And so I was just angry and pissed. And then I didn't know how to act. I was just trying to, you know, emulate, you know, Magnum PI. Cause that was my mom's favorite show. 
So I was raised by a single woman. So it was just like, oh, what would Tom Selleck do? Get my 308 Quattrovalva and do a donut. Like that That was legitimately. While wearing Ocean Pacific shorts. <laughs> yeah, and I can't grow a mustache yet. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's this real concern that I have like that. Yeah, there, you know, I wouldn't call it toxic masculinity. I would call it toxic humanity because it's fucking disgusting on both sides. Mm-hmm. Like it's poison everywhere because people don't know how to act. There is no buy-in to society. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. There's no homogenous society to buy into When people talk about the rights of initiations and not having them, uh, I always say initiated into what? Because there's no role like that you graduate to. There's yeah. no, because that's with, you know, if you look at the anthropological studies of uh, initiation rights and so forth, they're, they're initiating in this role. And on the other side of mm-hmm. like the, kind of death of their old self that they mm-hmm. go through in the liminal period and so forth. You end up on the other side and the roles are socially prescribed mm-hmm. that you fit into and you have certain rights and responsibilities. And this is what you do as a man in our community. And you're tested so that you be can graduate onto that role. And obviously this, we're living in a society where, you know, you can say, we don't have an agreement on what it is to be a good human, but also mm-hmm. definitely don't have an agreement on what it is to be a good man. Mm. So you can't really graduate into this thing that doesn't exist. So you kind of have to create. So therefore, like any kind of a a rite of initiation or a rite of passage Mm. um, is irrelevant because because there is no, you know, there's no destination beyond it. There's there is no. For most people, I mean, if you have an actual like, say, I mean, it's legitimate, like a one percenter gang that you're you're, Mm -hmm. you know, it being initiated hazing initiated into yeah. you do have certain expectations and they will probably kill you if you don't meet really live up to them so that's very real but for most people everything is kind of fleeting and that's not really there yeah yeah and i mean i would think like you know in the in, in the fight community that there is a there there after initiation or after you sort of demonstrate um I don't want to say proficiency because that comes much later. Sure. But, but you, 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 you prove you prove your metal, right? I, yeah. I think is, is is what it is. And that's and that's kind of what you're looking for. That is the litmus test that, you know, with in amongst fighters, it's like, okay, are you are you gonna be an asset or a liability? Right. And the guys that, that are deemed as an asset are, are welcome with open arms, and the guys that are a liability, depending on the culture, will either get kind of drummed out or maybe they'll let that guy limp along for a while just out of drummed yeah like with your fists <laughs> yeah, okay that's what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so kind of like the well bongos are more open handed <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> and it's way too Which, happy of drumming yeah, right? no, like, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. yeah like i'm gonna I mean, get a daiquiri you, i need like dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun. yeah yeah so yeah. more of a what is it kodo yeah, what's the, the what's the flat Native American drum? Oh, that thing's I don't know pretty what it's cool. They're pretty cool, man. So fucking loud. Yeah, they're great. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, 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 I mean, but, I'd hate to get you know drummed out open handedly, like bongoed yeah. out, because that'd just be super embarrassing. <laughs> that's weird. I know that's yeah, that's yeah. way that's super demoralizing. Um, no, but but those guys quickly find them. You know what I mean? And and and. I, that was one of the things with with wrestling as well because it's very much you know a combat sport and that was my my background and that for me was kind of my rite of passage was going through that like once I once I completed my collegiate wrestling career it was like all right I I've gone through some stuff now I can look back on this and I can use this as a basis of comparison for things and I feel equipped to do other things and I think 
because we don't have that, I mean, not only do we not have the community, but we don't really have the confidence necessarily in ourselves. We have an, most people don't do hard things. You know, that's the, that's the nice part about a, a rite of passage is mm-hmm. that you can say definitively at this moment, I did this thing mm-hmm. that not everyone can do. And therefore, and now I believe in myself enough to continue to do other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we have to make sure everybody can do all the things because man, heaven forbid, someone gets left out of something. Heaven forbid something is exclusive. We can't have that. Heaven think, forbid there be a food chain or something. Yeah. <laughs> or any sort of hierarchy. No, oh, don't you dare. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I, have you ever read the, the, the famous story of Harrison Bergeron? I can't read. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that We should all stop reading because <laughs> we have to yeah, be. Yeah. I, and that's, yeah. that's actually and, the and that's it. really offensive that you would that you're talking about reading books because now I feel very self-conscious Not knowing that I'm incapable, incapable, incapable yeah. because I can't read. I'm yeah. so sorry. You're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but it, the main point of that story, they have a handicapper general that goes around and it's very eerily similar to modern life Ugh. in the sense that handicapper general, if you are really strong, they attach like sandbags to you so that you have down. to work yeah, harder yeah, yeah, yeah. so that you're like as strong as the weakest person. Mm. And, and you're, you're handicapped in, in, in whatever way that you're, you know, if you're too smart, they'll, yeah. you know, like handicap you in the head. And and that, that's yeah. really what a lot of people want to do right now. Kind of. I mean, yeah. that, that no, does the, seem to the be... The equalized outcome seems to be like a serious conversation that happens. Like, people are really concerned about people having the same exact, you know, replicated outcome, which to me kind of takes away the point. Like, I I don't, I have a hard time even taking it seriously just because I, I don't understand how they think that could be a positive thing. What did you just read to us where if we, if the yeah. outcome is fixed, what happens? Yeah. The people change Everyone, the game. Gamification. We, 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 or, we quit. Yeah, game we, theory we, is, yeah, if there's, and th- this is problem. I mean, when we look at how society is kind of built now, um, commercially and you know, what I call our gods, like we're, uh, we're, we're still under the, the temple of the financial gods. It's still like, how we assign value and success is generally through financial means. So therefore our temples are banks and yada, yada, yada. Um, when we look at it through that means that, that, that becomes troublesome, I think, because the game is not set up properly if we want people to buy into it. Like if I, the, the same thing, if we take working out for the example, if I want somebody to, you know, start to train and become more capable um, for a lifetime the last thing I probably do is crush them when they're incapable. Like give them, yeah, make the game so hard that they can't pass. Right. And so there needs to be like, if we're talking about, you know, making equality, (laughs) I can't believe we're even talking about this, but, but I see air quotes. So it's okay. We're talking about equality (laughs) with air quotes. Um, yeah, there should be equal opportunity to provide your own effort. Mm -hmm. And then from there, chaos rules. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way a system works. And I think we we have it a little bit backwards. And I get really irritated when people make these, you know, especially from a capitalist point of view, and people will take this the wrong way because they do, um, that I'm I'm not bashing on capitalism. What I'm bashing on is crony capitalism, which is what we have now, which is controlled. And that shouldn't be, that's not a free market necessarily. So people will talk about socialism as in, you know, some people think it's negative. Some people think it's the only way to live. I'll I'll refer them to a couple countries that tried it and um, they're welcome to go live there still, even though they're not socialists. But the point is, is that in socialism, 
trying to equalize everything, Mm -hmm. take from the rich, distribute freely. In crony capitalism, it's the same thing. I'm looking for rent-seeking. I'm trying to get something from not doing something. Therefore, I'm trying to take advantage, and this is what banks and the Financial Institute do today, is they uh, leverage their wealth, right? So they're, they're making compound interest on payments, but they're actually socializing their risk. So when they fail, the people pay for it. There is no risk there. That is not capitalism. That, that's, that's a form of socialism. So when you're, you're taking all the risk and shoving it and distributing the, you know, the downfall to all people, but all the reward goes to one single individual group or whatever. It's like these things need to be thought about and restructured because if we really wanted people to play the game and not quit, we would set it up so that each level becomes harder. So you can buy into whatever level is comfortable for you, but the game needs to be infinite. The game needs to progress and it gets harder and harder. If I started playing Mario Brothers and I, you know, I'm on, you know, Balbazar or whatever. I haven't played for fucking years, obviously. I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know what that is. I mean, I know the, the, yeah. that it was such okay. a thing, but I have no so, idea. Cali- Coleco. Coleco vision <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for Mario. So, so the, the final board is fucking ba- ridiculous. It takes zone? hours, right? Like... <laughs> I die a million times and it's so frustrating because you have everything has to be perfect. The reward is, you know, just personal, but that's the reward. And I play it because I spent the last 20 levels gaining skills to be able to express that ability. And then the the fulfillment is, oh, I did a thing, even though it's a fucking virtual thing. Mm-hmm. But that's how people are enticed. That's gamification. That's mm-hmm. game theory. So now how we have it in society, it's kind of fucked up. If you have a million dollars in the bank, you never have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. That's, you know, thirty two hundred dollars in interest if you have, you know, some mutual fund or whatever. That that's fine. I'm not saying that that's unacceptable or that can't be a thing. But if I'm poor, I actually pay more for a bank account. I have to buy into this. It's harder to get into the system than it is to progress. It should be easier to double your income at $20,000 than it is at a million dollars. And it's not. Mm. It is easier to do one. That's the wrong game. And so when I look at it, and capitalists might argue with me because this kind of goes against what they're screaming from the rafters about. But if they really wanted people to play the game, they would make that opportunity scale fit the graph of gamification. Or game theory, uh, yeah, it would. I mean, it would be. It would be an inverse, yeah, hyperbola, hy- hyperbola, yeah. You know what I mean? Parabola, parabola. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. But but the question is, I mean, and and I would say the answer is clearly they don't want people to play the game. They, I mean, the the way the system works is that they're they're the ones you know that are benefiting here, and that we need everyone else down here in order for that system to hold up. So why would we? Why, why would why would we why would we rig the system against our own selves and therein lies the problem because we're we're not that mm. altruistic as humans. But here and this this lies in the problem. If if you're truly into a free market and you're into you know I, I think as a theory capitalism, which is effort and uh, you know a little bit of luck and um, like a persistence, a healthy relationship with risk, a healthy relationship <laughs> with risk, but mainly effort. Mm-hmm. Those should pay off in the end, right? But again, humans don't actually value true effort, and we're never taught true effort. We're taught that, hey, if you can take advantage of people and make money, it's the same as success. If you do this and you find this loophole, if if you you know if you're fucking 
conny enough and you you know want to run an mlm scheme on people and you get the rewards from that you're literally considered successful Mm -hmm. even though other people are working so that you can live for free you are trickling down other people's money it's the ponzi scheme which the u.s government is the biggest one so when i look at like when we're coming back to talking about humanity and humans trying to be good like it is founded on effort I'm it's, just watching you try to come back. Well, it's well, that, this, is, this, is a, this is a fitness podcast, isn't it? Well, it is the, the worst fitness podcast. <laughs> oh man, how do we go from the greatest to the worst in like two episodes? They're the same thing. Because if you were really the best fitness class Point or the, the fitness <laughs> podcast, um, you would be the worst inherently because you care that much about fitness. So we just skip to the bottom and we're we're oh, the worst. thank God that I feel so th- th- relieved of. That great pressure. To yeah, so, that's lower the standards, double the effort. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, so in a roundabout way, because Mark doesn't think I was thinking this all the way through, but no, I was. I didn't, I, the, <laughs> the, when we're talking about trust and getting somebody, it seems like effort is the thing that binds them. Seeing somebody's honest effort is a value in its own right. If I see somebody work for something mm-hmm. and I, I that resonates with us, we go, okay, it's deserving of or... I really want to be connected to somebody who gives honest effort. And it plays all the way through a political spectrum, through making friends, through establishing success, establishing businesses, whatever you want to talk about. I see that as like effort is the honesty maker, if it's true effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that that's that's kind of what I've come to, not just being about like raising the question that I read out of your books was mm-hmm. how to be a good man. My answer is like give it's not just a good man, a good person was give honest effort. And that seems to be the one thing um, you hit on it a little bit. Um, but what are your thoughts on that concept as a binding thing, not just for masculinity, but for humanity? Well, I try to steer clear of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my wheelhouse. Touche. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, no, I, I, I I mean, I think that that's true. It, be, it just becomes, like I said, outside of the scope of what is specifically masculine. Although I would say that uh, in terms of uh, maybe the quality of honor that I, uh, in that framework that I set up, mm-hmm. uh, you have to care about the opinion of the other men in the group. Mm-hmm. And so you have to prove yourself to the other men in the group. And so that constantly. is connected to your honor. Right. Yeah, and, and you have to, honor isn't something that you uh, earn and then you're good. Right. You have to maintain it. And so, you know, you could be at a high space. I mean, back in the day, you'd end up in a duel, you know, even in a very high place in society. Did you read what? that book, In Defense of Honor? Uh, he was, uh, he's a psychologist out of, I don't know, he's, he's for sure an intellectual, uh, probably okay. liberal leaning. I think mm. he has a podcast called Wizards and something. So he's a, he, he's, <laughs> that sounds good. He's a fairly thoughtful person, but he, he was kind of shocked when he started doing the research because his right. thesis was on this tribal idea of right. honor. And coming from his background from a liberal arts school, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking tear this thing down. Right. And he actually ended up at the opposite end of it, saying, huh. like, no, this is, this is something that binds society, mm-hmm. that we don't have an honor system anymore. Right. That's interesting. Well, I mean, that taps into the hole, and we were talking about this, uh, Jack and I. Uh, the basis of morality, because that's kind of the foundation, and, and that is the hard part in kind of where we are today and why this, this thing is so arbitrary and, and, and difficult to define, because we don't really have a, a clear sense of morality. So therefore, you know, what is even good? 
therefore trying to define what is a good man becomes increasingly difficult. And so, you know, that's where you, you have to find a group of people that kind of agree upon the same thing. Yeah. And there you can start to build trust because you all have the same yeah. sense of what, what, what that trust actually even means. Well, I think that's smart. That, that goes into probably something that you'll, you'll hit on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you talk about like objective morality, it can exist because the data points of a 7 billion people will never line up. Or if they do, it's so foggy and disillusioned that you can't really ascertain mm-hmm. what a moral is mm-hmm. because we're jumping cultures. And so it's kind of a, a probably a nod to being like, maybe you should keep your circle tight. Not that you should yeah. say that segregation is the thing or that you're unable to interact with other small groups, mm-hmm. but that if you really want to thrive as a with a group of people, it's what you see in the military, a mm-hmm. small band of highly skilled, highly efficient, you know, you know, that goal-oriented group of individuals don't generally have that many problems. Yeah. They see, you know, they work through them because probably an honor system of sorts. Yeah, I mean, that's why, because you don't have any kind of... I I read an article recently where someone said about, uh, you know, the concept of a nation-state and versus a state-nation. And I think that America is actually a state-nation because it's not not a people that gather together to form a state anymore. It is actually just a state that exists by itself in kind of the crony capitalism. Yeah. Where it, you know, government agencies are operating like corporations and incorporate, you know, interfacing yeah. with those. And so that it's just really a, a legal structure that exists almost by itself. And then, uh, you know, the, the people are within it. They aren't mm. their morality and their, you know, if you look at, the, you know, it's not the French people decided they, that they want this. It's just this, this, uh, disconnected group of people that have come from everywhere and have all different values and all different religions and all these, they have no common idea of what is good. So this leads me to an idea that I had uh, two days ago for a a concept for an article. And I'll mention it here and ruin it for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, That statistics is bullshit. Okay. Right. Complete and utter shit because you lose data. Actually the more people that are, or the more, the more of a subgroup that statistics statistics is covering, the less actual data point. Data becomes um, minusculed by that point. There's a, a like, it was explained to me like this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there's all sorts of data about a single ant. Mm-hmm. You know how that ant lives, what he digests, what it, you know, what's his stomach like, his brains like, what he carries, what's his day like. He has an infinite amount of data points. But we start to study more and more and you start to reduce and compress because information theory says the more information you have, the more it has to compress. Mm-hmm. So the bigger a society gets, the more the data compressed, the less mm-hmm. actual structured ideals we are capable of having, which would match what, what you're actually saying. Which brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. You started a thing up in portland (laughs) one thing i don't i don't know like i've looked from afar and Uh, without like i've tried to understand what this piece of land that you have is oh wild gang yeah 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 yeah. um it started from something else and it's become your own thing and it's become very special to you and it looks like from afar you put a lot of work into it because it's beautiful Mm -hmm. And there's some structures on there. You have some events. Yeah. I'll call them. Yeah. Some yeah. social gatherings. Sure. Would you... Just hangouts. Yeah. Would you, just hanging out yeah, casually. Some, some, you know... Soirees. 40, 40 plus male hangouts. Yeah. Which I think are 
a necessity these days. Yeah. What, A, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. And what is it and what do you want it to be? Well, it started obviously as a project for a, a, a tribal group that I was a part of at that time. And uh, the idea was to find us a space that we could all gather in, the, in much the way that you would look for a building for the Elks Club. You know, it's a, here's a space we can gather, but also you still wear polo shirts and pop a collar, right? Yeah, it, it, not against it. <laughs> I, I, I look good in polo shirts, uh, but uh, it, it's uh, I'll just like sew runes on the leaves. But, um, no, and it started out as a space for that, but also as a center for um, kind of Germanic paganism, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the whole thing is was coalesced around, and uh, and so. I, it became a project of what it, what does it mean to create a sacred space, mm. and I thought that was really really an inter- interesting process. Like, so I actually went to like Catholic gardens and mm. walked through there and went through you know what it, what does it feel like when you walk into like a temple for another religion and, how, mm. and why does it feel different? And so I started to think about all those kind of things. And uh, one of the books that I really liked is uh, Mercia Eliadas, uh, Sacred and Profane, and he kind of separates those two concepts out. A lot, and it's a it's a book I really enjoyed and pulled a lot from, and uh, so I, I kind of modeled this, you know, looking at it from a conceptual way, like how do we create a sacred space, and and also making it up kind of as I went along, and it's kind of an art project and in its own way. I, when I explained it to my dad, I'm like, you know, all these guys in these fifties would just in the fifties would just build crazy stuff, and then then they become like things that people come see as tourists. Like this was this one man's dream, and 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 uh, you know that to me that's what it was, and uh, and you now I separated from that group, but I still had a lot of people who were interested in coming there and interested in seeing me perform uh, Germanic pagan rituals, and uh, that became a job that I learned that I uh, loved doing, yeah. and it, it could be because it's very creative. Like I'm writing them every time and uh, and looking at all the concepts and reinventing how to do this and how do you get everybody on the same page and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I'm just building this. There aren't very many spaces for that to happen mm-hmm. in, in North America. And I'm like, well, I'm not in that group anymore, but I have the coolest Germanic pagan space in the Pacific Northwest. I guess I better run with this, you know? And you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you host events monthly? Like, how do you select for people that join you? I imagine there's some... Well, I don't... I, that's one thing I've learned is I think it's it's really difficult to have a group sometimes if you're like any kind of public figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then the reputation of the group is attached to your reputation mm-hmm. and that can become a problem uh, sure. and uh, affect, affect everybody else in the group. <laughs> <God>. And <laughs> you, you guys might know something about that. I, he I don't does. Know. No one <laughs> fucking follows me. But, but. <laughs> yeah. And it, it kind of can prevent your growth as well. And that, that is something I experienced, but, uh, and so I don't want to create a name for a group or anything. So I just invite P- I have a, an inside, we're calling it the ritual band. That you know we get together like band you, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Band get, to, get together and yeah, we've actually done one with a rehearsal which we never did before. But uh, to get everybody on the same page, like someone who's really, really good at drums, he's yeah. in a band and, and he comes out. and I'm like, and here's what I want to do this, and here's what I want to have this to happen, and and so forth. And uh, so I'll bring guys out to, to to do that, and that's kind of my inner circle, and they're kind of all kind of emotionally and mm-hmm. invested in the land in that way. Like they have things that they've left there, mm-hmm. and uh, and. One of the, my collaborators, I mean, he he's interested in what I'm doing, but he has his own tangent on. He, he He's pretty cool. His name is Clinton. He uh, can, you know, ad lib in Proto Norse. Like he's he's kind of a, a linguistic savant. Uh, and so okay. it's it's really cool to have him around. And he has his own he does his own translations of things. And 
drills down on things in a, in a very interesting way. And so he, he can comment on different things. So that's his space where he can do that. Actually, I think, is it Solstice uh, tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. They will be there doing so something so without me. Because uh, yeah. I'll be here, you know, on a plane, actually. But uh, so, you know, they're doing kind of their own thing. But then for the bigger events, it's people, I think a lot of my readers who want to come see the man from the internet do the mm-hmm. thing. And, and, and so they, they want to, you know, come out and experience that and see what this is. And uh, so they contact me and I kind of scream them from, you know, I mean, really from social media. You can yeah. look at people like, unless they're really hiding themselves very really sure. well. And then I have to actually ask them questions. Sure. But uh, you can kind of screen them. It's like, is this someone who I want out there? Because you can, I, I, I guess I scream for politics more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want someone who's like going to be offended by whatever is said sure. or is going to be upset by things and, and so forth. And, and whether they you know, just really belong in that situation. And, and obviously, they have to have a, a, a legitimate interest in Germanic paganism because some sure. people just want to look, come and like looky loo. Sure. Like, this is a neat thing. I want to come see it. But uh, uh, yeah, so I, I screen for that and, uh, you know, invite people. I mean, I, for this next one, I think I have people flying in from around the, a few people from around the country, and which is kind of flattering. I'm just figuring this out. Uh, so uh, it, it's, it's pretty exciting. It's, I mean, from looking from, I had, you know, to be fair, mm-hmm. a skeptical eye. Sure. Because it was like, I don't know where to parse it sometimes, even though I really appreciate um, ritual. And mm-hmm. I have for quite a while with, you know, my own practice in Japanese martial arts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I was really... You're in the room next door. Yeah. It's ritual. Yeah, and it, that's carried. I'm not over talking from about our room. office. I'm sure. talking about that. Oh yeah, the, I, I, last night got the intense physical too. Space. Yeah, all we were doing was breathing, breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I've had this thing where, as of late, especially with you know paganism and some Norse mm-hmm. uh, traditions, I find that a lot of people, and maybe this is because it's such an empty void, people are, what's the best word, uh, cosplayers. Sure. In most cases, mm-hmm. 100%. And, and so I was going to go with LARPing, but okay. yeah, that's, what, that's what everybody says, and that's what the last group I was set was always accused of, and, yeah. and and that's why I mean I think it's very important to not do period costumes and not do <laughs> and not do that kind of thing. I sure, mean, because yeah. I want to, and 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 really, that's the difference between reconstruction and recreation. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're going to reconstruct things and try and live like a you know like 12th century peasant, yeah. uh, you belong somewhere else. I, I don't want to be again. a 12th century peasant at all. <laughs> no, uh, and so <laughs> yeah, right. you, you really want to create something that's. I mean, new. you can't because you probably got vaccinations when you were young. Exactly. So therefore, exactly. <laughs> you know, you've I'm already, already, I'm like, already but for the anti, already too healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For the anti-vaxxers, there's still hope. You could actually still live that fantasy you, out. You could yeah. go back in time and. <laughs> Yeah, and so discover there's that. microbes but for yourself. Yeah. This is so Silver fucking lining. weird. Total side tangent, but I posted that joke <laughs> on anti-vaxxers. So it was a meme. The toilet research one. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, so the good. you know operators fuck nation or whatever posted this mm-hmm. fucking hilarious meme of like you know uh, science researchers researching anti or researching vaccinations. It shows like a scientist in a lab, and it says you know anti-vaxxers, and it's literally like a mom on the toilet using her phone. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. So I posted okay. it. I got so much shit from people. Uh, like, this lady literally came after me like, are you serious? I thought you weren't so trusting of the health system. And I was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? Like, I never said anything about being for vaccinations. Like, but 
now I'm actually going to start looking <laughs> into it. So what I thought was funny, so I started looking into, you know, the argument is still the same. Mm-hmm. It's still based off ingredients that might be harmful that are involved in some vaccinations, which are not usually the ones that people keep their children from getting. So looking for aluminum, whatever, which there's like, like you're walking around in modern society <laughs> but on a daily basis exposed to more shit than they could ever <laughs> possibly inject into you sure. and you're concerned about the fucking rubella you know whatever yeah, yeah. i don't even know which but that ones one doesn't have it about. that one's not on the list because oh. it doesn't have that it's a preservative aluminum sulfide something i don't even know it's, what it is because that's the only one i remember because it was such a fucking traumatic experience yeah. when i was a child like they came to school oh, and yeah. it was like a fucking gun it was like <laughs> you know like if you go to the home depot and you get the portable dr- you know the battery pack <laughs> no, on the bottom no, no, no. like it, it's the silicone squeeze her. like that's how big it is oh my god it just the was old horrifying. lady who did mine like, put it into my tendon in my arm and she was old and shivering and so it was oh like god. scraping the bone in my arm and i was uh, like getting nauseous so i had a bad experience with it too i'm more than likely supposed to be against it but here's what i found really funny <laughs> is that the argument now no one gives a shit if you don't want to get your kids vaccinated really some people are like ah you're rounding that i don't care like your kids should get polio fuck him but the argument now is that you can't not get your kid vaccinated and have them go to public school in some states. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on a second. You don't trust the scientist that made this fucking chemical for your kid, but you trust the education system? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking whacked out of your fucking mind? Go shoot yourself, seriously. <laughs> like, just end it all now because you have no concept of critical thinking your kid may or may not be affected negatively by so a vaccination first, shot hang on he for sure will be affected negatively by the education but, system. so they should be more concerned about indoctrination than they are about vaccination Hey-o. yes <laughs> yeah but, but, but in, in in fairness the education system isn't controlled by big pharma who they're those are bad guys no even worse at least i know they're predictable I know that they want money, yeah. and that's pretty easy to deal with. You don't. The education system is run by idiots, like morons. It's 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 statistics. It's the median. You mm-hmm. fall to the median. You're not allowed to progress. You're not allowed to fall behind. Like all of these things say, you're gonna be shitty if you're really smart and really advanced. Unless you're able to like skip through, and even then, socially, you're gonna be, forgive the word, but retarded. Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't fall in your best to be an average person in our education system. Mm-hmm. It's just mining for daycare is all it is. Just I, I, I think I read somewhere and I don't know if this is true, but it wouldn't surprise me. They, someone was petitioning to get rid of the whole idea and notion of a valedictorian because it's not fair it's to totally everyone else fair. because <laughs> they had the highest GPA, but yeah. you know someone else may not have. Had I feel it. marginalized because I didn't ever get that because yeah. I never went to college. Yeah, I, so, I feel that. Or may, may, so, and, and then my question is, <laughs> it really it's affected like, me. So then, do you do away with that? So you do away with it altogether, or do we do we have a lottery and we just draw the valedictorian out of a hat? Um, do we vote on it? Do you know that has now become a popularity contest? So that way we can. That way it's not it's not objective. It can be subjective because that's what we prefer. Because now we can incorporate our emotions. You're the you're the closest to speaking Latin. What does valedictorian mean? 
It means you've done good. It's, it's like, I imagine it's like smarts. a validated by performance or some kind of meritocracy. I imagine it's okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah, we should probably stick with the, the meaning of the word. Yeah, I'm, but, but I, sorry, I totally hijacked that. But as far as like a popularity contest goes, then and, and we could that would be great because um, we, you know, somebody hopefully is going to be looking for a job pretty soon who has some familiarity with these types of competitions. I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm okay. going to say, fuck the performance-based valedictorian. Let's go back to Hot or Not. Let's revive yes. the website Hot or Not. <laughs> and just like, you can valedictorian based on looks. For high school? That's Instagram. I think that's yeah. pretty... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, that's borderline illegal, my friend. Or just at the collegiate level. How is it illegal? Uh, I mean, you got 17-year-olds. Do you think... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That whole thing. Sweet statutory. Count me too. Well, other kids. Yeah. Other kids are voting on it, right? I'm not voting on it. Oh, oh, no. This needs to be a public. In a school entry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I need the whole. The whole United the whole States nation population, <laughs> yeah, on every high school every year. We should vote for president based and on looks the, too. Like now top, that I think about this, is a valid Hollywood. thing, right? Like if you take care of yourself, I think is a bigger indicator of whether you can raise money or not. Sure, which that's that's all you're doing. Well, at least your ability to sway people. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're way more persuasive. Yeah. Look at. Trudeau is a good looking guy. He's a man. Gives a shit what he does. He represents Canada. Like fucking solid, man. <laughs> What's his what do you think his back squat is? Does it matter if he looks good doing it? Like if he's got proper form. We like, can use fake weights so that it yeah. looks like he's putting a ton yeah, of weight. No on. butt wink at the bottom. He's oh. just solid mm. in the bottom and he can like <laughs> smile and wink at you kind of shit. There's this guy named uh Sonny Less Sonny so, so you need a you need a bar that's been permanently deformed by really really heavy weights <laughs> yes. and yeah. then you can just you know how to do that right yeah you just heat it up hot, i right? think no 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 you just drop it on the jerk blocks and oh. bend the fuck out of it or break <laughs> it yeah i've done that twice whoops oh. yeah bent permanently and then it looks bad as shit when yeah. you're back squatting it looks so much weight dude There's yeah so much so 135 just bent it, it can like you imagine this, that it's just like the jc penny bar because you put 135 on it yeah but we start calling him jt jt for <laughs> whatever prime minister and he's just him for the Badass backs. Yeah, but they're two five hundred pound plates. Like the guy's a monster. Is what it is. Well, would that be such a deter- like? If I saw somebody that got right now the corollary to running multiple different parts of society based <laughs> off your ability to raise money, isn't much different from being like that guy looks good. He looks good running the country. Well, then I mean, we've had a few of right? those. Or I would say, man, that guy is a really good runner. He's really fast. He understands effort. He understands training and preparing for something. Fuck it. Bolt, I mean, bolt for president. <laughs> I don't care if you live in Jamaica, bolt for president. Yeah, yeah, but you do you want someone who doesn't just stop after, you know, a very short amount of time. Oh, yeah, we need we need we need more endurance. But you do want somebody endurance. that can let off the gas while everybody else is still losing and pound their chest and go like, yeah, that, you know. Well, don't we have arrogance? that now? Would you call that arrogance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what would be? Let's pick the physical event because we are a fitness podcast. Yeah. What is a physical trial that would make the best leader? Military doesn't count. I mean, I'm probably. Are we talking about an organized sporting event? Or I, yeah, I'm, or unorganized. Yeah. I'd say it goes back to what Jack referred to as a fucking duel. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh, well, like, I had Hamilton did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Solid. Uh, yeah, 
yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm biased. I was going to say fist fighting. I mean, that's a pretty... So men with concussions. <laughs> <laughs> well met, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I kind of agree, but... Yeah. Uh, but we're working... No, I agree, yeah. too. We're working <laughs> through this thing, yeah, and I'm yeah. seeing it, but... So then, maybe wrestling, then, because there's it's less concussive, but it still is physical and arduous. Or jujitsu? Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, Robin Hood met Little John on the, on the log over the river with the stick. Pugil sticks. There yeah. we go. Cudgel yeah. sticks is actually... Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw it out left field. I'm just going to say, like, a subjective sport. Like juggle sticks. <laughs> the, 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 devil, the devil stick? Devil sticks, sorry. Yes. It's devil sticks. Yes. If you're in the know, it's devil sticks. Yeah. Or, you know... No, a judge event. I mean, How we're, about bowling? I was thinking, like, it's high very, wire walking. Because those guys are fucking mm. badass. Ooh. I mean, they're good. At, they can balance things. <laughs> So budgets, maybe a budget, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. Willing to meet the the risk with the consequences. How about a, how about gymnastics? And they, I mean, like, can you imagine them on a tight wire, just the thumb into the index finger thing, where they like just, making they my give, point? <laughs> and they give their speeches without from pointing my finger. Because this, that's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hand, knife, knife like, hand. Yeah, yeah, the knife hand. That's. Ooh, too much. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. What about? It's like I mean, I'm pointing of all my fingers. Balance. I got it. It's a three-step process. Okay. Mm. It's looks to get into the primaries. All right. Mm-hmm. At yeah. the debate, it's physical combat. Yes. <laughs> After the physical combat, there's an obstacle course. No, we go Fastest back to one. looks. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the because best. The winner is obviously going to be the one whose face is untouched. Ah, solid point. Yeah. 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 Mark wins. Yeah. So it's a two. It's a three-part, but two. Two are the two same. Two data points. Yeah, are the same. <laughs> that, so basically, the, the, the looks competition and then the fight and then the swimsuit competition. Oh, yeah. yeah so you have to But we yes. want to be classy. So it's oh, okay. like the gown, the evening gown okay. is the last one. All right. Because for, for obviously, we want women to run. Well, clearly. Yeah. I mean, make it fit. they're better at everything. Although, a man in a gown would be a fucking awesome statement. I, I think that that statement's being made probably a lot. It, it is June. Yeah. <laughs> Juneteenth? Isn't it Juneteenth today? It, no, it happened yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So we missed that whole insensitive thing. Insensitive yesterday. <laughs> totally no, insensitive. I really brought this conversation wow. down. No, I, I, lo- I love a good hypothetical. Um, yeah, I, we'll call I it a thought experiment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you don't for sure you don't want a marathoner, for sure. No. I don't trust him either. Yeah. I don't trust triathletes either. They're like obsessed with soy and shaving their legs. Well, so. no, they just they couldn't decide. That's the, that's the fucking <laughs> I don't know what I want. Like, <laughs> it, they, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lack of focus, man. Is not a good leader. Make well then, would then well or or hear me out because I was gonna I was gonna propose gymna- a gymnast right gymnastics. Yeah. Because now you're talking about well-rounded. Now you're doing multiple events that are all very different. So you, one could say not making up their mind, but then you could also make the contention they're good at a lot of things, and they have balance, and they have strength. They just can't you dance. Know. It's super they, well rehearsed, though. Like I want mm. someone who can sort of ad lib. Uh, yeah, you're talking about break dancing now. <laughs> all the same things. <laughs> yeah, just a badass b boy. With so does he. It comes with his own cardboard box, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the national anthem just switches to rapper's delight. Sorry, guys, I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How about because we talked about Everest on this podcast? What if to run for president you first had to climb all seven peaks? 
That way we kill off most of the people that think that they should run a country, which is a solid. Mm. Yeah. So I'm. Because then we get our endurance. And then after, then we have our pageant. There's going to be back squat in there somewhere. Okay. So you got to be good looking. And then you have to seek out all these. But unfortunately, he does. You know, you, you got to. Yeah. Well, actually, it could, it could go either way. You might know your way around the oxygen mask really well. Well, I was going to say, let's, say let's, let's change the rules. Right. But hang yeah. on, because there is a pretty famous guy who I would have, you know, I think Frank Booth would have, you know, he knew his way around the oxygen mask. Um, I, he might have made a great president. Some crazy shit would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, in all honesty, I just want to see people, how they act in like the worst circumstances or like high pressure yeah. situations. And we don't really have a thing for that. Like we put them on the news for 30 second blasts and there's like this weird talk over each other thing that happens. And mm-hmm. that's, then that funnels into a debate, which is like 30 seconds to answer a really complex question with whatever talking points your constituents want you to make and mm-hmm. not make of your own opinion. <laughs> Puppet show. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I think I honestly like, and I had this thought, but why not just circle them all up, make them drink a really powerful decoction of two plants, <laughs> and just see what happens. Like, you now have, like, 0.4 milligrams per kilo of DMT in your system. How do you act now? Like, what? <laughs> when shit gets off the rails, do you flip the fuck out? Like, it's a true serum in some is aspects. This, is this the... Uh, election process or is this a reality tv show it could be or both. is it both i mean it is both now right yeah, is there a difference uh, yeah yeah that's true. cnn has legitimately just replaced the real world yeah it's yeah. the new mtv and i don't have anything against cnn fox news is kind of like road rules challenge because <laughs> <laughs> there's more fighting it makes sense right? the analogy holds up that's fair <laughs> The, the I, I can't part, disagree with now. Did you now? Now I'm either going to be really impressed or really disappointed. Did you just come up with that for off sure. the cuff, or was that something that you put thought into? Because if you've no. been thinking about that for a while, that was on the fly. Okay, then for I'm sure. impressed. Okay, very yeah. impressed. Because I had to like as soon as it came out of my mouth, I had to double check if that analogy holds up. It holds That's up. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> solid. If you've been thinking about it for a while, I <laughs> yeah. still am impressed because I'm just like, man, I don't get new. I, how, when does he ever sleep? Because, because <laughs> the brain. So if you if you pass the truth serum test, uh-huh. then we start the physical trial. We fight. Well, it's no, almost no, no, like no, no, a no, mental no. examination. Okay. See, I think there needs to be consequence to not passing the test. Oh yeah, execution. Mm, no, everybody that's drinks too hemlock. Easy. Ooh, losers drink hemlock. Ooh. <laughs> or. You know, they get to maybe they you know if they're if they're super into you know entertaining their you know potential constituents, they might you know choose a more sort of dramatic way to go out. Yeah, I, ritual suicide Roadside crucifixion, for example. Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, if you could do that to yourself, that would. But be, isn't this like when we're talking about good. when we're talking about like a political system? We're really talking about entertaining ourselves. No one really thinks that changes things, right? Like policy enforces. Uh, like, there's no. I think I know the roads need to get do. fixed, but that happens at state level. Um, we like don't no necessarily want to go. Or, yeah, 
like no, I think the general populace. Yeah. I think they do. I mean, they they're that's they why they get makes, so. Yeah, no, yeah. this is going to make a super big difference. Like things that are happening right now with with whoever is up there at that moment. I mean, look look at the past several elections, and it's like everything. The world is ending because of this person, and and it's like. I guess you're right. People yeah, people have like actually, people go to therapy because the person that they didn't want to win wins. You're talking about Hillary, right? <laughs> well, probably. I mean, but they, I mean, a lot of people. No, they, seems like they a get gender very specific upset. problem. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about you know people who have like legitimate problems because like they're anxiety? too yeah anxiety because they can't deal with the fact that 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 happened. Well, we we kind of have a theory on that. Um, mm-hmm. Like when people care so much about dumb shit Mm -hmm. it usually means like they need to go fetch their own water for a week and they'll quit making youtube comments or like it just takes like one task to make you so you don't give a shit about whatever it is that you care about perspective is a motherfucker it really is yeah well we were talking about that the other day and it's like man when you are on the brink of actual survival in your day-to-day life where you don't know where your food or your water or your yeah. shelter and all these things are coming from and you're at, at the most primitive sense you don't have time to care about you know who's using what bathroom or you know what this person <laughs> right. is doing so, there did mark did mark know this he did a survival reality show oh yeah okay so. i mean I, I knew because one of the um yeah one, uh, one uh, of the judgments that you passed? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it was one of the things that you had mentioned like first encounter in here was that you were about to actually take off and do that thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And well, here's a, he said and one of the then he came back, so I assumed he survived. He survived, and the others didn't. But well, I he, never asked. Actually, he, he you, said something really profound the other day when we were in the parking lot and we were walking out to to go get food and we were talking about how good things taste, like the use yeah. and fa- people are arguing about autophagy and fasting and all this bull. No one cares. It's a very good thing to go without food and just pay attention to what your brain does that's it that's it that's Mm -hmm. the use in it Mm -hmm. i don't care about any of the other shit cell proliferation go fuck yourself it the the useful thing is to go oh i'm hungry this is what hunger feels like i'm okay with this and then continue to be hungry for a while you don't have to you know i just i was talking to a guy through twitter (laughs) talking him through going through like talking yeah or writing yeah, tweeting. Zeros and tweeting, ones. tweeting back and forth. I guess, yeah, we have to say tweeting because that means so he did talking a, and writing a, at the same time. Yeah, he did a twenty-day fast, and it was this big thing. You know, you know, we were discussing the merits of it, and he was like, I'm, "He had so much profundity in it; he will continue doing it the rest of his life." And he showed me some before and afters of his weight loss. I was like, "That doesn't matter." Like, none of that shit matter. Of course, you're going to lose weight. You're not eating. Obviously. Shocker. Mm-hmm. The calories in, calories out thing works. <laughs> I know that's weird, but when you don't eat food, you shrink. Um, it's not profound to what? anybody. What? What about my, <laughs> what about my con- starvation mode? Yeah, the bro. thyroid? Do you point to the thyroid? <laughs> yeah, right? I think it's yeah. somewhere no, no, around no. here. I, I, you, you. <laughs> but he said something. We were, I was talking about the merits of being hungry because I'd gone hungry all day, and then we did that terrible fucking workout. <sighs> and I was just like, Man, I could really use some food right now, but I really don't need it. And then, well, it's there. Like, if there's something good, I'll eat it. So we mm-hmm. went down, and Comrades was there, which is fucking solid. Yeah. And then he mentioned something. He's like, "Man, there was this feeling I got when you got done with the survival show, and you walked into the grocery store, and you were like, guys, I got the food's over here. We don't have to go look for it. <laughs> it, it it's anything you could ever want. There's no preparation. You don't have to kill anything. You don't yeah. have to find anything." I mean, and, and that is, I mean, that is a, a wonderful perspective that I wish, you know, 
I, I wish in a positive way everyone could experience because there's obviously people that experience and that's their life day to day. And I don't wish that upon anyone, but for those of us that have the luxury mm-hmm. where we can have everything we could ever want and need at our, our disposal, man, it, it really is very eye-opening you know, how much we take for granted that you can just twist a faucet and then have potable water. Like <laughs> I can just drink it. I don't have to go find it, carry it, start a fire, boil it, purify it. You know what I mean? Like every day was this process and it's like, man, this sucks, you know? And, and there are people I, and that it occupies a lot of horsepower, a leaving lot you very little, you know, to do other things. Yeah. And, and again, very little for your mental capacity to start spinning up all these, you know, <laughs> weird fantasies and, and ideas about things that really don't matter that much. Stories. Stories. Yeah. And, and it's, so that was very, very cool to me, um, and and that was probably one of the biggest takeaways from that. And obviously, I learned a lot about myself, and that was that was very profound as well. But it's yeah, it's, it's how many that, pounds you drop? Uh, about twenty five. <laughs> I and, well, and but and it's funny. I was trying but, to make a joke. No, I know, but, but I mean, <laughs> it's funny. It's very indicative of our culture, though, that I actually yeah. knew that and tracked that because yeah. like. You know, and I made a post like joking on, on social media. It was like, ah, check out this cool new diet. Go and just try and survive <laughs> in the woods. You can lose 25 pounds in before 21 and days. Before and after. Before in, and after. 21 like, days, yeah. 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 It's fantastic. I was, man, I looked much better without Giardia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got I got some kind of intestinal parasite. Oh, dude, the, you get so shredded, though, when dude. you get fucking, you know, dude, some parasites. You should have, oh, I mean, just new tapeworm diet. Erin is seriously like, we need to go back to Peru. She's like, because yellow fever, like, man, I lost 20 unnecessary pounds, and I was just had this glow to me. Yeah, that's the jaundice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, with that, you know, Giardia kicking in, I was just yeah. fucking sinewy. You can see yeah. the striations in my butt cheeks. That's when you know you're lean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me something to wrap my Yeah. I mean, there was three tips. days where we were, like, legitimately concerned she was going to die. But by the time you saw the end result, worth it. <laughs> Total. Totally. I'm telling you, man. Totally. Ganges River water died. <laughs> it's in the classifieds of Ray's 4. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It, it really is. Yeah. That's pretty solid. <laughs> but the so Josh, the, the one of those interesting things about like going to the mountains and spending, you know, okay, I'm going to live on the glacier for six weeks. Where does all water come when it's you know everything is snow or ice? Well, you spend Plumbing. a fair amount. Of, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, you know, you get a solar still, still got to melt. You know, yeah, or st- or so. You're like part of the daily function is to make water. Like to turn snow and ice into water so that you can drink. And that's and one of the concerns of going up. Like the actual effort is one of the concerns of bringing enough fuel for water, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, especially high altitude. But but that you, to, to turn the faucet thing, mm-hmm. not only does it come out and you can drink it, but sometimes it's warm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and I mean... And, 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 we and spend... then you put that on your body... <laughs> and then you're clean. It's real it, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then like six weeks of no shower, dead skin, you can just scrub it off and it's and it's just like yeah, and that's where the glow comes from, Michael. It's like the serious glow comes from <laughs> that and the from blinding the, rays from, from the, the snow reflection. From the so loofah. So your fa- your face is almost black, but you're yeah. white everywhere. Oh, everywhere else. Yeah. I it, it's an like an extreme version of tan lines from, from biking. My, my the skin that like I, I have you know friends who are like into water sports or whatever, so they're at the pool or they're in the ocean or whatever all the time. So their skin is kind of fucked up all over their entire bodies. Mm. For me, it's just my face and my hands. 
back of my neck a little bit yeah. and that kind of thing. Everything else, baby fucking smooth. Like, <laughs> like, cause it never, like it, it never sees this, never saw the sun. And now I, you know, I accidentally go out and forget sunscreen. I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to be out in the sun for an hour. No problem. Burned. Burned as fuck. Yeah. I'm worried about this this weekend. So I was, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, don't go out in the sun. Shocking. It shows. Yeah. But that does come back to kind of the, the, the whole thing of, Effort, effort. And, and, and a bit of yes. su- and suffering and doing things uh, that it gives us a perspective that that we're so comfortable and we you know thankfully I mean it's not a bad thing that we live in luxury but now we need to go and find a way to artificially create this mm-hmm. because our everyday life we're never going to see it you know what I mean you have no reason to pedal a bike for twenty something plus miles you know or get on a bike for five or six hours yeah I mean I'm I, I'm yeah you get. I don't more, know about more. those things. <laughs> that's a lot for me, okay? So yeah. it's a, it's yeah, a high number. You know, and for the average human, that's... A, we that's, should make Josh do RPI. Fuck you. And you can too as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a ritual. <laughs> it's a ritual. I mean, there's a really oh. great beer drinking contest after that we came oh. in second place last year. And so... And you don't even drink beer. That's amazing. I know. Uh, that is pretty solid, actually. Like, I don't drink... Period. ...anymore. And, you know, but I will if I have to. You know, for to prove a point, for my tribe. Yeah, to, you don't want to let your teammates down. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not yeah. going to be that guy that's like, sorry, to, I just like... got my challenge coin. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, but that that right there, and and this is something that Jack and I were talking about, like that right there, not wanting to let down my tribe spurs us on to do much more than we think that we were capable of. If you had, yeah. t- I mean, you told For me sure. when you told me what Dante's triathlon was at the very beginning, it was like. Dude, I don't know that I'm physically capable of that in this point in my life. There was a time where I was like, yeah, yeah, I can handle that. But the the deconditioned state that I was when I came here and probably still kind of am. But um, I was like, that's I'll give it a shot, man. But I, I make no promises. But no one was relying on you to complete it. Right. Yeah. And and that's the but one of the values of the like a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff we set up at you know, the old organization was, hey, you you pair people up and. You know, the harder you work, the less your teammate suffers doing whatever they're doing while you're doing your thing. And then it switches. And it was fucking remarkable what would happen to people. Because you did, like, the original tailpipe, I made people stand in front of the rowing machine. Yeah. Like, you couldn't move. You had to. So, and so, okay, here's a person getting crushed by two 53 pound kettlebells in the rack. Mm for as long as it takes that person to row what, you know, the distance. And and that person, you know, like, you're staring at this person like, Fuck, 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 especially by the third round or whatever. And no, I've only ever, only, only Josh Brockbank actually passed out. Oh, did he really? Yeah. But he chose the, that, that was the day he goes hard. chose this. <laughs> he, but he chose the 70, the, oh, the 272s. Yeah. That's devious. Round three. <laughs> boom. Onto the ground. It was. Yeah. It's, I, 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 I'm going to use the word glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because he was willing. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and to go, you know, yeah. and there was also penalties set up that if you dropped we, them, you had to. We kind of talked about this on the last podcast, but I'll mention here because it comes back to this, like you will give more effort in, in, in a room of your peers than you will on your own. We're mm-hmm. mostly complacent human beings. I think Glassman said it first. Yes. Yeah, that I heard it was yeah. men will die for points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a stopwatch. Yeah. Which is still true to this day. It's, and it can be profound if you direct it in the right path. And that's one of the things like watching Aaron train or watch it like competing with Aaron. I like no matter what happens, I know how physically capable she is, but I also know her psychology behind it. Like 
it, it backs everything up. Her head does not, even when she's almost drowning last weekend, she just wouldn't quit. She wouldn't turn around and go. Seven o'clock. Oh, yeah, it's okay. We're okay. I canceled. So, okay. Yeah, we can keep going. Oh. I was having so much fun. <laughs> nice. Oh. Well, then. Well, let's keep uh, going. Yeah, then let's now, keep going. Let's really get into it. <laughs> now, <right>. okay, gloves <laughs> okay. off. All right, here we go. <laughs> Do we need to. <laughs> <Here> we <go>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now that's happening. Nice, well, like but, that. but but again, we we talked about this, and like yeah. we we kind of need to to have that you know pussy if you don't yeah situation mm. because because we are complacent. I don't care how badass you think you are, or whether you get up at four a.m. every morning, you still need someone who. who who's going to occasionally call you out, and even if you have checked that box. Mm-hmm. It's you still need to. I think it's healthy to revisit that. It's like, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of mo, no one in this room at this point in our lives really has anything to prove to anybody. I don't think, and yet we will still try and prove stuff to other people. So, does that, do you think that's habit or of actual necessity? I'm above all this shit. I'm without ego. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kidding. How, Roger came out like a bat out of hell for Dante's Triathlon 2.0, and I was uh, like, "Oh fuck you!" Mm-hmm. Like immediately, I'm not going to let him get a. You're in my how house. Dare you. Like, how dare you? And I knew he would <laughs> fall off. Yeah. And then once he fell off, I was like, "Well, I have to keep this pace because I have to teach somebody a lesson." Was it me? Were you teaching me? A no, lesson? it was Roger. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. You'll be fine. Okay. You just yep. Yep. come in and do it. But you were there, so you also got taught. So I got a, I got a lesson as well. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that I'm always the lesson giver. I get lessons given to me in jujitsu by Josh all the time, where he's like, oh, yeah, you thought you were strong. And then I'm white out or whatever the fuck. Actually, it's more frustrating than that. You don't even let me white out. You just like put a knee on my belly and like slap well, my I face. Well, I just show you or, there's a thing here. Like, or you oh, get hey, my foot and I tap and you just continue to tickle my foot. That's the most humiliating way to tap. Tapping from tickling, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that to Jack. Yeah. Today. At least you got pain. You're like, oh, my toe. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. If we're gonna continue, right. yes. yes, we should find a subject. <laughs> we could do that, but I am, I'm stuck. Okay. Oh okay. no. What political ideas? <laughs> Are aligned or or like mesh up with Germanic paganism? Oh, okay. Like 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 and and not in a and I'm not Some, being. I hope it's not question. rude. I just like because you say look when I'm screening people, right. um, you know one of the things I look for is sort of the political beliefs and and be, and, and right. I get that like okay yeah, unique snowflake all right you don't get to come because because yeah. there's you know because there's going to be goats without their heads at some point or <laughs> something I don't I'm yeah, just well I'm, I mean that that if you're a PETA member that's that's not going to work out yeah no you know have that, a bad true. time is it ethical yeah. I used a sharp knife like I don't <laughs> yeah yeah that's it, not yeah, that's probably not gonna play out yeah we didn't put it in an orange jumpsuit first or anything like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> sorry <laughs> well i would say uh in, in my approach to it because i don't think there's i i own an approach to that uh yeah and uh and i'm not doing a thing for a broader tribe yeah exactly as well so that's actually another approach i'm, I'm actually the way that i'm approaching that now personally mm-hmm. is uh, i'm using kind of the archetype of odin yeah to talk about uh actual personal improvement for men. Yeah. 
I'm trying to use that as as a as an example of you know self creation and sacrifice for what you're trying to do. So, so, so excluding is yeah. actually a component of the whole. Well, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I would I say mean, I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious because no, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, obviously, and I do I gear things specifically towards men. So anyone who's going to be offended by something that excludes women is going to be a problem. And then yeah. it's obviously, uh, you know, I think feminism actually has a political side that it's on generally. It's difficult to separate. Yeah. 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 The, so, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot of signifiers there Sure, that are like, you're not going to like anything that I'm going to say. So you but probably don't need to be there. Th- that individual, I mean, I would, I would say someone who is sort of mm-hmm. deeply involved in, in, you know, feminism, mm-hmm. um, would not seek to attend? They would uh, to record something and or use it against me later. Oh. I, I would say this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll clarify Touché. something. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, say yeah, okay. somebody who is for the equality of and mm-hmm. the general emphasis of what we'll call it original feminism would mm-hmm. actually probably want to empower masculinity to some point because they understand a difference between the two. They're not, lo- and we're not talking about power struggles. We're talking about the fostering of, and feminism these days mostly comes off of as actually the desire or need for inequality, right? And or to balance the scales. Leveling, Everyone yeah, want to look exactly, at that. Yeah, exactly. It's to yeah. level the past yeah. by unleveling the future. Uh, for some reason, that makes sense to most people. So yeah. I, I will put like there's an asterisk there because well, I well on I a long enough that, timeline, you know, when historians study the current period. They could say that, yeah, it was up before and then it was down. And Statistically, when now you it's look at the mean, it's humanity, average. it's even because for this many 20,000 years, then women were in charge. Or what, again, <laughs> statistics are. That, that's kind of uh, how they look at it. Yeah, sh- but. Sure. And, well, what about Eve? <laughs> I, well, childbirth is painful. Isn't that what came out of it? Or something? I, I, I don't know. I just remember there was some fruit and like a serpent and. Yeah, Something. I don't know. The Earth is only six thousand years old, or whatever, and we don't, mm-hmm. and also flat. But there's, <laughs> but there's emojis for it, so we can at least communicate so, amongst, you know, with. So after you select, you select for people, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's obviously uh, the sad part is that there is political affiliation, that it is bipartisan necessarily, and yeah. then there's grouping. Are you able to like actually? see who like to me i look for people who actually don't identify with either group is that kind of well you're talking I, about? I mean that is actually one of the rules that we started at, uh, at volgang really early uh ah. even when it was back when it was with the other, other organization is that i actually have a sign up there that says no politicians ah. and the rule was if you mention a politician's name who does not return your phone calls and i had to do that because i knew a guy who was running for mayor in seattle at the time yeah. mm-hmm. and so he returned my phone calls, so it's okay. okay he's actually my friend but, uh, you know, if you, you know, mention a politician's name who doesn't return your phone calls, meaning they actually don't care about you at yeah, all. Yeah, you can't interact. Then, then you have to go pick up a stone that weighs at least 50 pounds and carry it and put it wherever I have say because I need lots of stones moved. And so that became like the, the rule because I, I don't want to walk into that space and hear people bitching about Trump or people bitching yeah. about the latest p- the political thing or whatever. Because that's water cooler conversation that, that I don't want to have in my sacred space. It's right. And it's already going on elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. You so can go what's to, different if you come here and you're still talking having about the same the conversation? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So I wanted to, to, to put that out of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, but I've also had to, you know, because 
guys who are interested in certain guys who are interested in runes, you get you get certain people sure. who want to make it a safe space for a different kind of conversation. And I'm like, I don't want to have that conversation either. I don't right. want to have it be a safe space for you to drop n bombs and then do you know talk yeah, about yeah. whatever thing that you're not allowed to talk anywhere else. Uh, I I actually would like people to talk about you know things that have to do with like spiritual development and mm-hmm. self improvement and things like that, and so you know I, I've also kind of put that out there that I don't let the other far side of the spectrum come. If if you're signaling constantly that that's what you're about, then I can sit. I don't really that's, want you there because you're actually a liability. Because we know for what me. you're about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't need to have a conversation with you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I know that guy. That that's actually fat. I, I think that's. Uh, I mean for selecting for a group that are going to have an experience is ultimately really important. But I, I wish more people would probably look at their life as an experience that they curate people to actually have an experience with mm-hmm. because it ultimately determines it. I mean, that's what we tried to have tried to do in this space. Just mm-hmm. one big, it's just one big experience, man. Yeah. We are all one consciousness, yeah. vibrations. Yeah. Now, I, the, no, 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 that's <laughs> a really actually, good, that's a fantastic <laughs> At the former organization, mm-hmm. it's something that Lisa was really good at, mm-hmm. was casting, uh, especially in, in, in the beginning when they're, you know, uh, when the commerce was less important. Mm. Um, and it could be curious, you know, we didn't have to have people come and keep the lights on and stuff like that. But, but you know, putting certain people in, certain training groups that were complementary or that would, you know, uh, um, where the sum was greater than the, the whole. I mean, I just look at it and I'm like, eh. uh, that guy, no, I don't, yeah, no, yes, maybe, you know, what, but I think, I fucking hate the word curating, but I don't have an, you know, let's, let Selection. me, let, actually, no, mm-hmm. hang on, hang on. Oh, oh. I think discrimination is a fine thing. <sighs> Oh shit! <laughs> you just get, you're about to get deplatformed. <laughs> what we host our show? <laughs> Existence. Well, just look yeah. it up in the dictionary for what it means if you've got a problem with the use of the word. Well, yeah. It, yeah. and it, it should. Absolutely. Discrimination <laughs> is a like a human ability, the ability to sort things. Right, and there's a reason <laughs> like it I'm carried saying. over through you know selection processes is because we can identify what is useful and what's not useful in yeah. most cases. And I, Sam Harris brought this up about discrimination being a positive thing mm-hmm. just as a time problem. Like oh, yeah. when you go to the airport and they have random checks, he's like, Betty White does not need to be checked. Like, yeah, she's not a jihadi. Like, <laughs> and that's why they make her a mule for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Clever bastards. But we also shouldn't care about what drugs people want to do because who gives a right, shit? Right, I believe right, right. in totally. autonomy. And if I you want like, but did you see how small she is? <laughs> the number of you know condoms full of coke she could actually ingest is not like like that's like the why they call her Betty small. White because <laughs> she, she's keistering the blow. Like, <laughs> and and unfortunately, it's she's not able to keister a illegal amount <laughs> you don't know that i mean oh she, you're okay you're right you're right i was making be, some assumptions there, there, yeah. it's very I based mean, on i've seen her sex toy selection that's it's what fucking I'm absurd it's, it's unbelievable she's not like the nice fist that has the duck bill she's like the fucking full-on finger no, through she's the, on thumb. the like it's full-on like dragon 
status. Yeah. Have we gone? <laughs> no, I'm not. We're not we, no, we we're have just, not yet hit bottom. We're talking about <laughs> Betty White's fisting <laughs> sex toys. Charge on. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I, 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 no, I, I, I think you, you just. Okay. You, this is going to become more popular now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're being very inclusive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the next shirt. It's just a picture of Betty White with Betty a White. fisting toy, and it yeah. says, get it. <laughs> Shut that's up and take my money. <laughs> I'm just going to say this once. Sparkle, earmuffs. <laughs> Lambert don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm thinking oh, he's maybe, been in here for the worst. You know how we used to get URLs, and that was cool? Mm-hmm. We should just make... Um, well, I'm getting I'm four getting, off T-shirt. Whoever's in the room for the discussion <laughs> will get a T-shirt made of whatever the joke becomes. <laughs> whatever the, the the when we hit bottom. Yeah. 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 See, I was already going to buy a URL today after a previous conversation with Josh, which is going to be sociopathic capitalism. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with it other than let it expire in a year. <laughs> but, <laughs> like you do. True. Yeah, I've, I've let a, a lot of them go lately. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, like, irresponsibly delicious expired today. I got Did it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, were you gonna? You were thinking like? No, but have some, we lost? Did you some, lose Tequila Jedi? Oh yet? hell no. Yeah, no, I think it, actually. I think I left. I think I. I think I let that go. But vodka Jedi because. It was a preference thing. Yeah. I had to decide between I the two. I kept ayahuasca MLM just for shits and giggles. Oh, my God. When that goes up to $38 a year, you'll win. <laughs> I'm fucking out. I just, well, yeah, I did that. What were we fucking talking about before we got on Betty White? Oh, we're talking about I, discrimination. Yeah. I, anyway, so, and, and, and hence Betty White. I mean, there, her name came there's up. There's shortcuts, right? There, there, there's definite shortcuts to identifying people who can either add to a group, take away a group. And yes. Generally, what discrimination does mm-hmm. to identify dangers, to identify you know liabilities, I guess we could call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is useful, and it's really hard to do if everybody's welcome. No, there can't be. No, like not everybody can be welcome. I mean, I had to tell a guy yesterday, "Get the fuck off my porch." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because he didn't listen to Lambert. No, Lambert wasn't threatening enough. So yeah, th- there is this and like. I d- maybe did you go outside with a shovel? No, but that would be awesome. Uh, did you get your truck axe? <laughs> I just come out with a hatchet. <laughs> yeah. I think that's technically illegal. Is it? Yeah, well, see, that's, why you, use, that's why you do use a shovel. I figured we if did. I was polite and I opened the door and I said, hey, man, this is a business. I know it doesn't look like it, but you don't help our business and close the door. He would get up and leave, and he did. Oh, nice. See? Yeah, it was nice. He was brown bagging it. Maybe he was a little bit shwilly. And he's like feeling the vibes or whatever, but we do have a hobo problem around here. That's mm. true. Usually they just camp out back and we don't see them until they carry their tents out in the morning, but right on. Urban you know, camping. Yeah. To, in a year from now, mm. when the vicious beast who seems oh, yeah. anything but. <laughs> the soft little fluff ball. Ooh, the, yeah. The killer with a heart of gold. <laughs> um, just let her out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That's a good good guard dogs. Yeah. Um, I, I had a question. I lost it, so somebody's gonna have to cover while I think. Well, I, I was gonna go into the, the idea of you know this, the notion of discrimination, or, or rather just being able to pass, uh, make some kind of rational judgment in a split second of what of for what we see. Right? It's like okay, yeah. based off of my experiences, and this is this is where stereotypes actually come from. Is that like I only have so much bandwidth to process, and my brain is constantly mm-hmm. being bombarded with information. And more so in this era than in 
previous. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so when I see something, I have to very quickly discern as much information about that without dropping all the other balls that are that are in the air, right? And and therefore I make a, a judgment mm-hmm. based off of the stereotypes that I typically associate with what I am seeing. So if I see uh, you know a, a a tall a thing that is green at the top and then there's a brown thing in the middle like oh that's a tree. You know what I mean? It, upon second get you know a, a second gaze like oh no that was actually a mural you no, know that of was a, a tree that was a flag somebody planted a flag <laughs> you know describing their political affiliation you just <laughs> and you just you lost on that one man you could have been a oh, you know part of one of those so i would take this this <laughs> idea of discrimination on the external like identifying people that come in and out because i think that's the first thing because you're starting to control your environment at least what control, little control you have the next thing is discrimination over yourself like i i don't think this is a skill that's taught and this is what i would say like should be included no you're absolutely certain this is not a skill that is taught cuz i just yeah because no no but yeah no one that i know of being raised as being taught it necessarily but that's to discriminate against useful and unuseful thoughts or useful and unuseful identities or useful and unuseful practices mm-hmm. and, and association and association like mm-hmm. the the ability to discriminate what you're doing is good or bad or useful or not mm-hmm. is probably like one of the core concepts of what we teach in here mm-hmm. and it, um Yesterday, we did some hypertrophic breathing because n- nobody had done it here before. And I kept talking about it like, yeah, you should try it. It's not something that I do a lot because mm-hmm. I'm not a breath guy, whatever the fuck that means these days. But mm-hmm. I definitely don't like sit in ice and meditate or whatever. Um, but there is something. F- I'm sorry. Fun- it's it's so far beyond that now. You <laughs> levitate above the ice, <laughs> but below the sauna. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because it's probably like a mid rate. It's like San Diego temperature between those two. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, it's not even really that hard. It's actually super comfortable. <laughs> so, but but there is something really um, functional <laughs> about this thing that we take for granted like the the mechanism of breathing we leave it to involuntary response but it is absolutely controllable and i don't think a lot of people take the time to learn how to control it and then modify it and enforce it and so um we took vince through it Mm -hmm. um Trevor showed up with our lab, yeah. and then Sam, who's our, our new friend, mm-hmm. who loves everything. He's just he's super into whatever we give him. I could like, hey, hit this thing on the ground for thirty minutes, and he would just do it and be like, Man, that was fucking, awesome. It's fucking crazy. It really works. I'm like, yeah, the ground has a hole in it now. But <laughs> he's just exuberant, and he's really excited about everything. So I thought he would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we get people breathing on a double step. Like it's pranayama is the you know traditional sense, but it's called the mm-hmm. height. Uh, is it hypertrophic? No, it's hypertrophic. I don't know. Whatever. Um, anyway, it's a double breath. It's two breaths in, one exhale, and we maintain that pattern for you know anywhere from thirty to forty-five minutes. Somewhere along the way, you're going to want to stop doing that because it's really uncomfortable. You get this like lobster claw hand deal where your hands start to like, I mean, physically start to grab, and then your lips start to purse. And you feel really fucking stupid and you, you're looking for any excuse to not do what you're doing. But because other people are in the room doing it, you feel really self-conscious once you stop. And if I see your stomach stop moving, I can tell you that you're not doing it. So there's this 
shame kind of group mentality where we have to keep this rhythm. It's a, and it's fast and it's strong pace and we build the intensity up. And if so, the, the lobster claw thing is a, is a CO2 side, side effect. Yeah. CO2 buildup. Is that could be? Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're definitely like two to one oxygen in CO2 offset. So it could be, I don't, I'm not sure technically yeah, I remember, be, but that would make sense. I remember this from some thing, but um, uh, clearly not. I'll have to look at it, but yeah. that, it could be. That makes sense. Uh, but somewhere along the way, you're, you're, you'll lose control of your thoughts, and you need to bring it back to the tempo and try to really enforce it. It's ultimately really hard to focus for that long. Mm-hmm. People do not know what thoughts to listen to. And this is where uh, we had a kind of a mini discussion about this, why I think physical effort is really good because um, – even if you're the person that willed yourself to get into the gym and do X for effort, I want to get into shape. I envision or I desire myself to be somebody that I'm not. So I go to give the effort in this place that I think does that. Um, as soon as it gets hard, that same person that made the decision to do the hard thing wants to stop. Mm-hmm. So this is the dichotomy of effort. It is duality. Um, as most philosophers will go. And I, that to me is the deepest sense I get for it all being fucking fake that there's two voices, but they're the same voice and they're contradicting each other. Whenever there's a contradiction in math, it means it it's an improbability. It doesn't exist. So if I find a contradiction in the self, it means the self doesn't exist to me by self. I mean the idea that this is not, that this is something that consciousness is greater than uh, just awareness or an experience that it's a driver, that, that I am a thing that controls other things instead of like the skin tube that I am feeding and shitting things out and just going through biological existence. No, I was, no, no, I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> I was just going to, you know, look up skin tube memes. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a great, that would make a great t-shirt as well. I'm pretty sure Betty White knows. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when, when I'm teaching this breathing class on the mechanical action of this breathing, one of the things that we teach is try to identify the thoughts that take you out of the thing that you need to do. Mm-hmm and get rid of them. Don't just acknowledge them and then let them go. Don't force them out because that's giving control to something. When you have to, and I come back to fighting, if you have to force somebody to do something, you're probably using your power incorrectly because you're using too much energy. So that's the same thing with, I think, discriminating against thoughts that are taking energy. And that, go ahead. Yo, I was just going to say, we, we actually delved into that a little bit today when we were, when we were sparring. Oh, nice. Um, and, and, and it gets to a point where the other person is, becomes borderline irrelevant Mm. in that it's like, well, I can't really control your, what you do. I can manipulate it to some degree by my movement and hopefully enticing you to do something and create a reaction. Mm. But, but a a lot of a good percentage of the movement that I am doing is almost irrespective of that other person, Mm. you know, save for a few moments where, you know, there, there's the recognition of like, oh, here's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. But in order to create that opportunity, I'm actually, I mean, it's not quite autopilot, but mm. but that would be one way to describe it where it's like, okay, I, I know the movement pattern. I'm going to create that movement pattern. I'm going to watch for some things. I'm going to recognize when I can. And then this kind of brings up that like flow state where you're managing all this stuff and you're, you're without thinking, without yeah. thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and I think that kind of comes mm. into the same thing where if I'm, I'm, actively trying to force this thing much like i'm actively trying to eliminate a thought Mm. it's kind of a wasted effort 
Yeah. You know, I think, and when I, when I practice now, because I've learned how to learn <laughs> when I practice jujitsu now and I'm very shitty and I need to get better. I think one of the things that I acknowledge is like, this needs to not be a thought. This needs to be a feel mm-hmm. like I need to close my eyes and insert and feel what this feels like when I turn over or so I can create those structures without thought because thoughts are detrimental to action. And so somebody put this really well the other day, and I can't remember. I'd love to attribute it, but I can't. Um, that overthinking is just under action. Mm-hmm. And, and that makes sense almost on the most profound level of anything. Like if I am getting frustrated because I can't get through a thought, it's because I need to do more. And that, that's how it goes with jujitsu. Like, why can't I figure this thing out? Why can't I get it to play out? Why can't I get the, you know, the move that I want to do? I can't trap the person into it. And so I create all these things where I think of setting things up and I've already ruined it because I'm thinking. What I need to do is get somebody to feel me pushing and then I'll put them into the position that I need to. Well, and and then the sensitivity when you're talking about like the feeling, most people think, oh, I have to feel what they're doing. Mm. But really the, the recognition is feeling what your own self yeah. What you're doing yourself, right? <laughs> to where, like, you could, you could, and should almost be able to emulate the movements without anybody, without an even yes. a person there. And and the guys that are really, really, really good yeah. can be in. You know, it's like a, a guy who's not as good can probably fumble through it, and it would look similar. But to a discerning eye, you would know, oh, that's off, that's off, that's off. Yeah, the guys at the elite level can do it. Uh, on their own minus the like gravity mm-hmm. propping up you know positioning thing but a lot of the stuff they can just be there and the positioning is 100% perfect and there's no other person there and that's that's a that's a whole nother level of understanding that that comes from the sensitivity of recognizing yourself and again the the other person is somewhat irrelevant in that equation yeah there's some efficiencies going i mean jujitsu is the example because it's uh, like highly cognitive it's highly skilled and technical and then there's like oh yeah there's kind of an effort thing going on like i have to push hard pull hard i have to jump when i need to jump move when i need to you have to scramble when Mm -hmm. it's appropriate but in in reality i think it, it opens up these layers of any effort that might be anything like the technicality getting rid of the thoughts that are unuseful and i think you you, but i think getting rid of the thoughts is the thing like because i think the thought is the attachment that's the goal and that if you're going to you know experience your sensitivity Mm -hmm. let's say then that conscious thought needs to be eliminated and the only thing and, and and you know, repetition and understanding is the key to that. Yeah. Like it has to, like, like I don't think you get the, um, the, to the point that Josh is talking about where you're sort of, um, that self-aware. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and like you said, you know, regardless, you're, you're doing something regardless of the, the opponent. I'm not saying in, I in can do that. I'm saying the guys who are really good can do that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. and, but, and, and at my best, you know, I will aspirational thing, tap you know, into it. Like, and, and I'll have glimpses. Yeah. I'll, I'll have just momentary, <laughs> you know, and, and this has been my pursuit in fighting where this is the this is like the, the, the peak that I'm trying to ascend mm. is like I'll get a taste of it. And it's like, oh, that's that's the mm. thing. Because when you feel it, yeah. when you're there, it is, man, it is like the coolest thing ever. 
And then the second I recognize I'm there, all the balls drop, yeah, and I'm out of it again. Yeah. I'm like, shit. And then I and then and then you try to get back, but and now you super can't get back. And, and the the nice thing with exactly. fighting is that the consequences are dire enough that that sometimes the pace forces you to be there, which is which is kind of nice. Yeah. So you so for me, I like it because I get the opportunity to be there a lot. Is it pace or consequence? But both. I think it's okay. the 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 rate at which the consequences come okay are too fast <laughs> are so fast yeah, yeah. that that it it, it but often but if, eliminates if, if conscious assessment is in the way i'll say yes then yeah you get You're hit. done yeah, yeah you, you you get hit and potentially the fight is over so uh, that's the really you know nice and and, and awesome part and, and compelling for me why I pursue that because I haven't found other other ways to manifest that feeling, and that's that's kind of the high that I'm chasing. And if I'm not m- mistaken, just from you know casual observer, the, I mean, even casual the small C, I guess. Um, but some combat is part of the ritual, Jack. Oh, uh, not part of ritual. We don't do that right now. Oh, okay. Uh, now I do have. Uh, events uh, because you know the things i do are about masculinity yeah and so it's really important and we've talked about this a bunch Mm -hmm. is that uh i always say that nerds who realize they need to get punched in the face are my people yeah Uh, (laughs) you know because there's guys who have been doing it forever who've been like always been in 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 sports or whatever and they get and they inherently grok let's say yeah, I mean, there's an experience. Yeah, they they already get that. They yeah. they've already grown up that way. Whatever they they have that in them already. But uh, the guys who think that they're made of glass, or you know, really have never had that challenge, and that have to make themselves. And I told him I had to do it today because uh, uh, I was like, I'm going to train with him. He's way better than me. I don't know what's going to happen, and I had to have you know have the moment with myself of like, this is just a question mark. I'll be fine. We're going to do whatever he's going to do. I'm going to commit to it. Yeah, and it'll be and it, and then, but most a lot of guys have never been in even been in that situation. Sure, uh, and so to that's a, a spiritual experience that they have to have personally, and it's a really kind of transformative. Oh fuck what yeah. I, yeah! What I found really interesting because I I went to I haven't I haven't like boxed or done Muay Thai for almost ten years, mm-hmm. and so when he invited me to his gym, I was like, man, I only do sport jujitsu. Now we're going to do this fucking MMA shit. And immediately the alarm bells go off for self-preservation. Like I'm not in tune to it. I can barely like I remember how to kick people, but I don't remember how to be careful and take care of like your partner. I don't know how to be a good training partner in MMA, Mm -hmm. but I kind of the similar conversation is like, I'll be fine. Like he'll make sure that I don't get fucked up. And if he doesn't, I'll fuck him up later. <laughs> like, I was like jumping in the parking lot. Yeah. It was the whole conversation in my head. And it took two seconds for me to appreciate that saying yes is usually the way to go. No, like for experiences. Mm-hmm. Like just say yes and just say yes and then just say yes. I, I mean, and, that, and that's, been, that's been my experience coming here. Like mm-hmm. I knew going into this, like these guys are on a, an entirely different level in terms of fitness and effort that, that they put forth that I'm, that I'm not. You know, and it's like, man, they're going to run circles around me. And, and this is I'm probably it's going to shatter the illusion of fitness that I thought I had. And I knew that. And it's like, OK, let's <laughs> let's go do that. Right. And and then and, and I know at any given moment I'm going to show up and it may be, you know, just some body flow stuff. Body flow by Blevins. 
Michael, sorry. Yeah. TM. 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 Michael, no last or, name. Or, Michael. or it could be, <laughs> it could be like some God awful thing that he's concocted that is going to, you know, could be right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is all about. Yeah. 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 The really long efforts. It's, that's what I'm about. Yeah. You know? That's, that's my, that's my totally. jam. That's, um, I, you wear it all can over. Can you imagine you show up one day, I'm like five, five minute rounds of shadow boxing. Go. You're like, what? <laughs> All right. Are you, uh, well, okay. But that's when somebody comes out with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> you have to shadow box, but I'm just going to be swinging my shovel this. around. <laughs> yeah. And if you run into it, it's your own fault. You're, exactly. you're just in the corner yeah. with that BB gun. <laughs> okay, shadow box. Okay, airsoft shadow boxing with the lights off. <laughs> that's the name of our gym. It sounds, it sounds so much like my upbringing. It's not even funny. <laughs> We used to have these, me and my cousin used to have these fights where we'd just get BB guns. We'd turn all the lights off in my basement so it's pitch black. And then we would just run around shooting at each other with furniture turned over. Yeah. And there would be like 10-minute pauses where you're like, where are they? Chikunk. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> so, do you rem- so there's B- you know there's the BB guns that you pump up and you yeah, can yeah, yeah. get the the, yeah. F- the uh, FPS yeah. up pretty high and those mm-hmm. fucking hurt. But there was a 1911 replica that just had a spring. Yeah, cock back. Yeah, it, it, yeah. and uh, that was those are what we used. Okay, so yeah, that yeah. was our BB gun war of choice. Yeah. thing of choice. We eventually realized that fencing masks were probably a good idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because there were a couple, you know. Yeah, we, we did that uh, until the Japanese uh, <laughs> brand Tokyo Marui started making um, these full replica airsoft guns that shoot like nine hundred feet per second. Oh, yeah, they'll they'll break the skin pretty good. I mean, they're light, so there's not much, but they're full auto, and you're talking like thirty rounds a fucking every two seconds or so. It's like fucking ridiculous. So I bought one of those. I was the first one on my block to have one. It was AR fifteen. We and quit. This, this this, is, oh dude, this is I, sh- I made one burst and it was a like, game over. I'm no, out and dude. all my friends left. I never got to use it again. Uh, but the, I did hit him in the back and it was like Oh well, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Ooh, like it's yeah. broken open blisters and it was yeah. fucked up. My, to this day, oh, my man. brother, my little brother has that sounds a... Wake, well, I was like a couple decades before that. So sure. <laughs> has a BB lodged in his tongue. What? <laughs> this wasn't some sort of wait, like wait. body alteration? No, okay. I was no, going to say no. attempted suicide? No. Wrong tool. You missed the mark. Damn it. Wrong gun. Suicide rehearsal. Now I can't do it because I got to explain to my friends how funny this is. He never told us. We found that much later, and so the he and the neighbor kid were <laughs> like do, shooting, yeah. shooting BB guns as you do. And at some point, the kid snatched the other. The other the neighbor took it, ran around, and as my brother went to yell something at him, bam, shot him right in oh. the tongue. <laughs> and then re- and then this kid, oh shit, dropped it, ran home. Right. Yeah. Well, now my brother, knowing that he wasn't supposed to be playing with the BB guns at the time. So never said anything until several years later, going to the dentist, he's getting an x-ray and they're like, they, they call my mom over and they're like, I don't know. I don't want to cause any alarm, but there's something really weird with this x-ray. It, it almost looks as though <laughs> there's a BB in his tongue, but that's insane. It, clear, it isn't that, but I don't know what it's it is. Impossible. I just, yeah. Yeah. That would never happen. Yeah. 
And so then the cat was out of the bag, and he's like, yeah, so remember, like, five years ago and this thing? It's a BB. I'm like, well, there you go. Sometimes, you know, the simplest explanation is, is the truth. Is the truth. <laughs> oh my. Occam's BB. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well played. <laughs> nice. Did they get it out? No, it's literally it's there to this it. day. I mean, it's just a little copper. Sure. Yeah. The tongue thing. is so easy to cut and open, and it heals so fast. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, but now he's got a stud in there. So. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. The women love it. He does. He's He does well with the ladies. Speaking <laughs> or men. Of, speaking of, or, yeah. Yeah. We're, it's 2019, so we don't have to be. Yeah, no, we're not. Have you even seen that the Delta anything. advertising is getting aggressive with that message? Really? Yeah, I walked off the plane and it was like, did you oh, feel sh- a certain kind of way? Did you start questioning your sexuality because of it? No, I questioned that a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I went through the whole like I had a uh, like a homoerotic dream one time, and I was oh, like, no. is that legit? Is like this is how <laughs> it happens? And I was like, no, nah, it was just a dream. <laughs> I was like, I'm still into women. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm not gay, but the twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I've always been like, it's never even bothered me to think about it. It's never been yeah. like a, I've never understood people. But being, what is Delta doing? Like, like I, I well, missed this. This I is guess. what I this is what been to the really in a week. alarming to me. It's huh? not that they're trying to be supportive because they're not. Yeah, no. it's they're trying to sell, yeah. which is fucking infuriating. Yeah, which is that they they use emotional qualities and pull on people's. You know, string, and and now it's just a coordinated Which wrist string? effort. You were you wanted to say heartstring, but you knew that wasn't correct. Yeah, it's, I guess in this purse strings, the, purse strings, Ooh, nice, yeah. bam. Yeah. That it, it's just you know what, what's the how does the jingle go that John Mulaney, the comedian, it's like because we're Delta Airlines and life is a fucking nightmare. That's <laughs> 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 what I think every time I and I like Delta. <laughs> I especially like it now that I might see two dudes making out in first class. But (laughs) (laughs) now there's going to be a show. But like, I always get so angry that like people not only just see this and think like, yeah, they're so good inclusion, and now everybody's accepted. And now Nike, I'll travel with them, even though Nike and Gillette, like which you've talked about, and you've talked about like uh, Nike, Gillette. What's the other one? Delta, I guess, could be one of them. Uh, They all just they know that they're increasing their demographic by losing half their demographic because it's so split down the middle. So they just wager on going left or right on their advertising. And most often than not, they go left because progressives tend to have more money, (laughs) at least uh, as a populace. Like the wealth is concentrated on the right, but it's spread in the left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also, I mean, when I was talking about the Gillette mm-hmm. thing or any any of these things, that company is actually probably only a holding of a bigger company yeah, that yeah, has yeah, interests yeah. all over the world. Like, sure. you know, like Gillette was owned by Procter Gamble, which anything that they actually do in America that has, a, you know, a negative effect may not even hit be recognizable on their spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. their sales of razors in Indonesia that we don't know about that, that you know, it's, yeah. it's a really big pool. So if they can throw out a social message that they think is going to be get them good press and yeah. the, the amount of dudes who a don't do their own shopping, you know, like they, you know, the women buy their products for them. So yeah. they're actually marketing to the person who's actually buying the products. Yeah. 
and and so like they're pandering to the they've yeah focus group that as you said you know they they focus group that and, and who is the most important part of our audience but that's what I keep saying to a lot of these people is you know when you get angry about the marketing that you don't like it's working well <laughs> well it's working right, yeah right. but I mean I, I feel like there's just a huge business opportunity for people to capitalize on the other side huh well i think that's weird. what black rifle is weird yeah. like it's an answer yeah. to yeah yeah, yeah. exactly like we've talked i think this is when yeah. we first started talking this, is, this was yeah. the first like yeah. this is kind of the perfume of toxic masculinity yeah yeah exactly well, when I, that I, yeah. when that came out like in in and, and i actually did this independently but i think yeah. like in in like the universal consciousness we were kind of on the same page there your comment was literally great minds yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Do you know what i mean where yeah. it's like Oh, oh man! There are a lot of people that are up in arms on the opposite side of this. Yeah. There, there is a void that has now been created, you know. And for sociopathic capitalism, yeah. you know, step right in and fill that. Where void. people will say, "Oh my God, they think this is funny too." Like, I want to identify with people that think this is humorous or think that it's, you know. Well, and and we actually we and and we actually got both. Um, which the, the people that, the people that saw that and didn't see that the, the, there was a, you know, the humorous take of it, yeah. of like the, the absurdity of the whole notion, right. And, and, and where, where that was going, um, which is what we were making light of, right. There were some people that were very like, you know, very angry about this and they, and, and the solution was to then to protest it by supporting the, the opposite, the, yeah. the thing. You right. could have gone totally wrong and made a burka that said toxic masculinity on it. <laughs> it's I not too gonna, late. I was just yeah. going to say that it, you know, it the, isn't too late. The little logo on the back of the shirt, you know, I really have trouble sh using my straight razor when I have my brass knuckles on. Well, you have, <laughs> like, like I'm afraid there's going to be a, you know, a serious accident someday. You have man. two hands, sir. Yeah. I either cut oh, yeah, my the other one's occupied. I, when, uh, I mean, well, you, you know, what if I'm shaving sure. and I'm looking myself in the mirror and yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I, that's fair. Yeah, that's so, fair. Just saying, that's I usually have too much when, information. Folks. When, I'm, <laughs> Sorry. No, when I'm doing that, when I'm doing that, it's the hand, the free hand doesn't have the razor. That other hand has the brass knuckles. But I have a different approach to you. Yeah, to it's, each it's, it's, it sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. Uh, that that went over I, literally everyone's head. I'm with you. I'm there. No one else has a fucking clue what we were alluding to there. Oh, I don't shit. There was a hand gesture that you, that, you that people doubt missed. the intellectual sort of flexibility of our very small audience. Uh, <laughs> and there's two females in it that yeah. we know of. Yeah, yeah. My what? wife is not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have. She this refuses kind of time. to listen to this shit. She has to listen to me all day for she's the like, sake of your marriage. Yeah, she's like, probably. I literally listen to you all fucking day. Why the hell would I put you in my head and listen to you <laughs> when you're not here. And yeah. I was like, it's a solid valid point. point. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 valid. <laughs> but but you know, recognizing that 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 a this isn't this isn't actually a statement that they're making. This is a business decision and a calculated risk. Oh yeah. That they're well aware of the of what this is gonna do. And, mm -hmm. and that was the outrage is like, I can't believe a company that, you know, that is supposed to be about men and for men would say such a thing like this and da 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 and and what and, was the actual thing they said that they they I, I don't know that they or it was a commercial it was a commercial and it basically if you're familiar at all with radical feminist yeah. 
stuff, which they basically followed a script of everything that radical feminists say that is wrong. Talking points. Yeah. Political. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, like they checked all the boxes. Yeah. They went through, checked all the boxes, you know, like the, I don't know what I I actually stopped watching and made my comment like a few minutes. You You didn't have to watch much to get the gist, but there was, it basically went through and it, it was a call to action to men to be better than, and they used all the examples in society of, of men not being good good people okay basically and then deemed that toxic masculinity which toxic masculinity and i had been thinking about the cologne long before they came out that ad because people have been throwing that around and i just thought it was a funny thing like ha, you know oh, yeah what's that smell like exactly it's amazing is it it's amazing yeah i'll bring you some okay. it smells like teen spirit it does <laughs> as, as it should as it should apparently <laughs> oh so locker room yeah so, right. yeah, so, yeah. so then so they went through all these examples and and you know to some degree, there were some valid points made, but they were, it was very tone deaf to a lot of the men who they were supposedly trying to inspire to be better men because it, it showed like a couple of boys, like rough housing, and then guys standing in the back saying, boys will be boys, you know, it just over and over and over again. And it's like, well, well there's context, there's a lack of context here. And I yeah. understand in the, in the world of marketing, you're trying to, to get a snap reaction, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't, sure. you can't. But again, to blanket statement, it's like, well, man, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's okay if you want your kids to just grow up and be pussies. Like, see, don't ever let them you know, again, roll around in the dirt. I, I'm okay with Gillette making it, sure, because yeah. I expect that from a multi-billion, million, whatever dollar company trying to get more buyers and consumers. They're just trying to hey, wave their hand finger and get on attention. the pulse. What I don't get is that there's no justification for the people advertising for them. Like, if you don't want it to be seen, don't talk about it. (laughs) Right. Or if you want it to be seen, like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. But then other people will just fucking be irritated, too. There there was uh, this came up. uh, Somebody made a post. Someone fucking wrote an article on Fight Club going back how that because. Oh, yeah. I think that legitimately that movie legitimately changed our society. (laughs) Like, I think it has a deep-seated, like, Mm. the fact that we say the word snowflake comes from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and what it means is in reference to that. Mm. And so, also, their reference to, like, you know, a a nation of men raised by women is completely true. Mm -hmm. And there's all sorts of things along the way. And this girl wrote this, um, maybe it was a girl, I don't know, fuck. Did you just assume their gender? I... Yeah, totally. Because because <laughs> I assume somebody talking shit of this couldn't possibly be male because <laughs> they haven't had a male experience. Yeah. Because m- the male experience dictates that they're that that movie is true. That although it is fiction, it is not false. That it's that it's a story that explains a lot of men's lives. Mm-hmm. That they buy shit that they don't need to do you know stuff that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And there was someone along the line that said that that was the the point in which toxic masculinity took its stranglehold on society. Oh wow! And I was like, <laughs> "Thanks a lot, Chuck." <laughs> well, my re- yeah, Chuck. Out of all people, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, he's so toxic. I mean, some, if you've read Snuff, then yeah, I could see it. But but the the idea, uh, my my rebuttal to it was like, did you forget about Marla? Like Marla is the strongest character in that entire fucking thing. She's a junkie, yet she's empowered, and she changes the course of this whole story by being like, you know, 
on welfare, stealing shit, you know, a criminal basically, but also a powerful woman who mm-hmm. said like, that was my, and the only thing I got back was, oh yeah. And I was At like, at least there was that kind of, but I didn't know if it was like a, oh yeah, that's a stupid point or, oh yeah, that's a, like, we forgot about Marla. Marla was my favorite character. Or like the Kool-Aid time. man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's busted through a wall. <laughs> but on a, on another, I do think Marla. And I just assumed a gender identity for the Kool-Aid pitcher. I don't know why. Mm. Well, there's a, there's a it's funny a deep, story about, voice. so the line in, I can't remember which line was supposed to go and not go. Cause in the book it's, I haven't been fucked like that since right. grade school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was some, like she said it and they're like, we cannot put that in the movie. That's super fucked up. Yeah. And then the next one was like, I want you to have my abortion or something like, like I want to have your abortion or something. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. these lines and they were joking about which ones go in and which ones don't. I, so I think the abortion one didn't make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Grade school one, but yeah, the grade school the, one's the one. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, in the yeah, movie, yeah, and the yeah, other one yeah. I think is only in the book. In the book, yeah. Oh, fuck, it's <laughs> it's. I I wonder, like, it's funny that we it takes pop culture to actually change real culture. We want to go just far enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 was the focus group on that particular <laughs> line? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. somebody's I just guess, yeah. you know, like, let's take a poll of everybody in the room, and then maybe we should go out in the street and do the same. Of like, okay, yeah. if this was in a movie. Would you, you know? Would you a? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or would you, be, like? like yeah, I just there is that I, shit going on though. Like that's how I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just sort of imagining or even hypothesizing these. You know what happens in <laughs> certain marketing meetings when you look at advertising? You're like. They I, thought that they would vote, work. They voted yes. <laughs> yeah, you that, know, that like, idea won yeah. out exactly out of. And because it certainly wasn't the only idea, there were there was a there lot was of things others. competing for this. Mm-hmm. For you know, yeah, I can't remember these the other dollars. Ones, but they were and, really good too. That's just the one that stand out because it's the one that made it. And yeah. so and so Gillette, let's just mm-hmm. go, go back to this one because I, I think I did come across this ad when mm-hmm. I was because I honestly had to look up. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I had to look up. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Toxic masculinity? Yeah. Like, what are the delineation? Like, what are yeah. the like? What are the tenets? Are give no. me the you know the five hot points or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. and I think I came across that thing. But but so there's an advertising agency that is going to like Gillette because mm. they hire people for that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they're going, hey, so we got this great idea. <laughs> Check this yeah. out. Oh yeah, yeah. And we also have a less great idea. Um, <laughs> you know which one? It's just a somebody using g- your product and he's got chiseled features or uh, been there, <laughs> yeah, done yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this guy used to be the Marlboro man. Um, <laughs> yeah. he's 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 a little worse for the wear these days on account of the lung cancer, but um but but he's still got the chiseled features and looks yeah. all manly and shit and we'll put that nice sort of western orange tone to it and it's hard to you know, shave whatever. around the uh, tree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So which is why they're highlighting it cuz it's like, hey, you can Hey, you yeah. can yeah, even, showing the 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 you, you know, can efficacy. make mistakes in your former life and still look good. Yeah. No, you want to go out life. looking good is what my thing would, would <laughs> yeah, be. <yeah>. Well, <laughs> don't so, make the morticians this, shave you. This was oh, <laughs> like that's my that's going to be my pitch. We're going to start like, an ad agency and just start competing on the highest level. On the highest level, because we could we could totally have like the the person arms crossed in the coffin, you know, and, like the guys just like Wait, what? What if that? Was, I need to pull out like a can we five just start pulling people? Like I'm thinking about this as a legitimate thing. Like hey, on the next episode of the podcast, um, we're going to either talk about fucking cats or. <laughs> 
aborting <laughs> monkey fetuses or like just go down the ranks and then the last one will be like or talk about bench press <laughs> what do you think like which which one do you guys want to hear about let's man, leave it the up. world is so fucked up you would you would end up you can't do that i mean you're you're, you're basically creating a reddit post yeah. and we all know yeah. what that ends up becoming you're actually might be going down the 4chan a 4chan that's that definitely point. a 4chan mm-hmm. um but I'm using a, cryptocurrency for prostitution, like there, there's a host of <laughs> there's a host of different categories that I would love to talk about, but they're a little bit too spicy. You just don't know. Yeah. But maybe if our viewership, or you know, we take a, or hey, we're gonna sell. We're looking at coming out with a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we could go a new T-shirt with Betty White with a fist. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but there's also this really good nurse with a, or a, sorry, a, a, a nun with a ball gag idea that I've been really wrangling with. Yeah, yeah, but Cradle of Filth already did I, that one. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen it. And, and, and Black Craft yeah, Cult yeah, yeah, yeah. did too. Yeah, we can't oh, rip off somebody else. Yeah, it's yeah, Betty White with a fisticuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a friend. Betty White riding an Airdyne sex machine. <laughs> the, the, the faster the you go, off, yeah, because have you seen it? it goes? You've yeah. seen it on, what was the show with South Sasha? Park. No, no, Sasha Barrett Cohen. Oh, um, yeah. What's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, the gay Borat, guy that he plays? The, oh, the Austrian, the... Yeah, the Austrian guy. What's his name? Uh, I can't think God, of it. Me it, is bleached kind of blonde yeah, peroxide yeah. hair. That's what we call guy lights. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> in the background on one of those things when he has the sex machine, it's literally an Airdyne and it's got two dildos on it and it goes back and forth <laughs> as you rotate it well, through. Well, as, you know, let me just... Drop a name here, as our friend Cody Oates suggested at one time, <laughs> that the Airdyne was like, if only the seat went up and down, <laughs> it'd be total Doctor Zeus machine. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just thinking, like, oh, if you can make the seat go up and down, then you could. Then That's you what I was saying. Have yeah. attachments, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And therefore, you know, you as get you're your getting Betty more White attachment, yeah. you get off there. while you're getting fit, and there it's you called. Go. You know, TSA approved prep for travel or whatever you (laughs) want (laughs) to prep for keistering. I don't know. (laughs) Going back to the. I didn't know that term until you said. I don't even know if it's true or not, but. (laughs) No, it's a thing. It's 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 legit. I think so. The keistering, the prison pocket. It's it's all the same. All the same. Uh, Maybe it's a prison purse. I don't know. Prison. Depends, that, that, depends that, on which prison you're in. Depends how you identify. Yes, yes, and and with with the identification and with the you know toxic masculinity thing, <laughs> uh, you know my my contention and, and this was the platform that 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 I stood on was was that there actually were some valid points that that were made. It's but it was so ridiculous. It's like no one in the world is saying that bullying is a good thing. And that yeah. was one of the examples that oh, they okay. showed. It's like, yeah. you know, bullying is bad. It's an, it's, it's a product of toxic masculinity. Um, Cat calling women is a bad thing and objectifying and, and, you know, misogyny. And, and these are, I mean, these are generally frowned upon. We can all agree that like raping is, is a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and, and so that was the, the rub for most <laughs> men. It's like, Hey, Gillette, you don't have to fucking tell us, Th- these things like what what do you, is your assumption that all men are a bunch of cat calling misogynistic rapists and They're that basically was basically nagging yeah and the, yeah and so that's where well, my that, guys were that really really inspires me to buy someone's product yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. well in that and that nagging, was uh, or whatever yeah that was uh, that was but a, their wife was like yeah yeah and buys them a Gillette razor right 
so 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 my thing does it come with like a self, like some kind of like so a, toxic masculinity I mean, well, self they're doing the same kit, thing like brawny, brawny paper towels i had to stop buying oh yeah because, i mean not because i boycott things because it's dumb but b- just because well the brawny I, i'm man, not gonna buy it the brawny man's for sure a top well well yeah but the no uh <laughs> obviously brawny but, um, be a top <laughs> yeah yeah be brawny but but no they they replaced it all with uh, pictures of women in the same outfit right now. Oh, really? If you go in the supermarket, they, it, and it says strength has no gender. Oh, and, really? And so they're doing the same thing with brawny paper towels. And so this is just a marketing trend that they're capitalizing on. Sure, yeah, yeah. To, and, and who buys paper towels? Not men. I mean, well, in, the, I, in the grand I, scheme of thing, the bi- the biggest... Yeah. I mean, I buy paper towels, but yeah. like... <laughs> but should, a, yeah, 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 but you know, most families, the yeah. woman buys the paper towels. So, but there's no such thing as gender roles, you son of a bitch. How <laughs> dare you? There, no, what they're saying is there shouldn't be. We're should eradicate sure. them. Yeah, yeah. that's but, really interesting. But I'm just, okay, so why I would have done the, Delta the guy? Why was he so successful when he was on the package at selling towels to those women? Yeah. Because he fucking looked like Tom Selleck. Totally. Yeah. But I <laughs> yeah, was yeah. gonna say this: you can like, nail them all, all of all identities, if you just say, Brawny. Be a top, but have paper towels to pick up after the bottom, because it's messy. (laughs) (laughs) That's more like the gay pride one. I think. Yeah, but we just switch. I mean, we just yeah, it's June. Yeah, Yeah. and now are the other paper towels now dyed rainbow color? No, but I would say I would go. Go ahead, put the woman in the flannel shirt, but can, can, and then on, just can be like, just... great, they fit a, a big enough bag to fit in your Forester. Or like... <laughs> but, so, there's a great salon here in town called Switch. I think that's what the marketing agency should be called, and that, that we should have rotating <laughs> top and bottom ads. <laughs> and, then you get them, and then that way you get them coming and going. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Speaking of good, good brand names yeah. for, for companies in Salt yeah. Lake, there is a... Brazilian waxing company called Lunchbox, Lunchbox. Oh, Lunchbox. which is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, Amazing. Nailed it. Yeah. It's, really yeah. it's right next to the Petco. Here's a serious question. And, 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 well, no, it's, what's weird is it's actually right next to the Dicks. <laughs> Sporting goods. Sporting goods. Actually, here, here, I have a serious question. So where does Whole Foods fit into that? <laughs> right in between. Yeah. The, is there... Boom. Is Josh it, Tyler, you're going to come back on more. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is what is toxic femininity? And that I was don't think, I mean, toxic masculinity. It's not a real discussion. No, no. But yeah, I, I'm yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah. if if you do are if if you say right. that it is a thing, if, like, one, if this, then let's yeah. assume that it's right. You right. have to have its counterpoint, right? Sure. In order uh, to but describe logic, a color, but, I have but to they have, wouldn't admit that that. The, the people who are, oh yeah right that. logic yeah, yeah we're logic. not this is not a logical because it wouldn't be fair like in in my honest opinion like yeah, yeah. someone being a shithead that's not there is no gender shit. to shitheadedness right. yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah yeah you know you come home from work and your wife is nagging you that's toxic <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I being but, an asshole is not gender specific and and yeah. this was this was a point that I was trying that, that, that I was standing on um, and then the other thing was that. I'm going to lose this because I had it and now it's gone. I'll come back to it. Just, yeah. I mean, toxic masculinity I, I, is a, is a, is a you know, phrase that mm-hmm. women can use against anything that men do that they don't like. Women can use, but here's what yeah. I, I don't see a lot of women necessarily, unless you're like mm-hmm. writing for Buzzfeed or some shit. 
I don't see a lot of women actually stepping out and being like, that's toxic masculinity, unless you're mm. like a hopeless fucking idiot that just grabs onto like, uh, politicized uh, jargon. <clears throat> what I do see is this, and this is a real thing. This, this is what they're, this beta male mentality mm-hmm. is a real thing mm. where men will act weaker and more subversive or sorry uh, submissive, submissive mm-hmm. in order no, to subversive, get the same thing yeah, yeah that's yeah. the other name for our marketing right, right, company yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, unless it's already taken men will take that wait like, subversive switch oh, I agree can we with do that you. look at me i'm weak it's the trojan horse like <laughs> yeah. we lost but look i'm in your camp now will you suck my dick like that's right that oh but don't i don't want to force you because empowerment to women but i still want the thing that right. i'm trying to get absolutely and that is a real problem. That's like this this whole idea that men pretending to be weak in order it's, to infiltrate. It's almost like a cultural gaslighting to, to yeah. some degree. Mm-hmm. But the the, the 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 toxic femininity, toxic masculinity thing that the, the people what people were saying is like, hey, there are aspects of maleness that have been perpetuated that can be bad. And and one of the definitions that people use was like, well, men, men are so stoic that they can't show their feelings. They bottle them up and they have issues with that. And that creates all these problems, which we could all agree on. Right. My, my, yeah, contention, but, then, but then a lot of guys are just going to come back on that and just go, you don't want it to know. You don't yeah. want to know my feelings. You know, right. Wonder if, what if, the, the thing is, like I said, all this stuff has never changed since like no. 1969. Uh, that that exact thing that you're mm-hmm. saying is usually the next words are John Wayne, uh-huh. because the original essays that were written, they keep using that concept over and over and over. Right, recycle. Yeah, there's a there's mm-hmm. a book called the Forty Nine Percent Majority, and it's a basically a bunch of baby boomer kids who are mad about their like World War II dad not wanting to talk. You know, like they, it's all their <laughs> yeah, anger yeah, yeah. against their Question World War II parents. You. What do you think the worst generation is? I I have no opinion on that. I, I don't think that you can. That's like a. I say oh, you said well, baby if, boomers, if, and I was yeah, like, maybe he's on to something. Well, there's a bit, there's them. a lot of boomer hate. I, 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 I don't even need to get on that train. Okay. Okay. But but hang on, if there's the greatest generation, there has to be a worse. worse. That's yeah. true. It's probably well, the I one mean, right I, after. I, I, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I asked this question. It's like. Mm-hmm. Was has there ever because every generation typically says the the preceding one or the, rather the following one is the oh my gosh dude you guys fucking the yeah. next these guys are fucking it up right has there ever been was the the, the generation prior to the greatest generation like oh dude these guys these guys are gonna do amazing things this generation yeah, the Bolsheviks. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah, whoever comes after us, <laughs> gonna be they're not going to live very long. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Also, yeah, I guess. Yeah, any any post revolution thing. That's the idea, right? Yeah. Well, this is, and you know, not to get to because I think it's outside of the realm of where anybody needs to actually talk. The specifics of society are totally irrelevant in most cases like what's if if you pay attention to the and why i'm glad we're talking about this now is because it's not in the news anymore no one gives a shit about gillette no one cares about nessa toxic masculinity has kind of downgraded because people have already no longer it's lost its power right yeah um until the next hashtag me too which is also losing its power Mm -hmm. it's losing its power because now it's household like Almost all things lose their power when they're not on the tip of everybody's tongue, whether it's just accepted cultural mm-hmm. norms. Mm-hmm. And and that goes to show what's important and not important. Like usually if you wait a year, 
you'll find out what theme is actually important. Mm-hmm. It was probably important to find out that, you know, there's still predators. Like, people are still mm-hmm. largely taking advantage of their position of power. Some of them are men. Most of them are men. But there's still women doing the same thing. They're not treated the same mm-hmm. it, because no one takes that seriously, even though it is a serious thing. Female bosses, you know, using their power is still a thing. There's a ton of cases of it. But even if you hear your friend and he's like, man, my boss, she, she just, she keeps like slapping my butt. And you're like, get over it. Dude. Yeah. You cry baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. And dig it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab it back. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, there is this perception, but it is okay. Okay, it's not let a me, real threat. Let me go down this just because uh, uh, maybe it wasn't part of the deal, um, but I would hypothesize. Let's just say that uh, in the, the 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 female in power position, mm-hmm. um, if you know she's no, yeah, my boss was hitting on me. Like no guy's gonna come. I, I, I'm so, I didn't often hear guys complaining about that. He's just no. like, well, I see well, it as a way to get ahead just as much as anybody like? else. Exactly. And, yeah, and so maybe, but there may be a gender thing in there. Uh, there's oh, yeah, definitely absolutely. a double standard. And, the, then, and then, no, 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 no. Oh, hear me oh, out. Oh, oh, hear me oh. out. Because when your wife comes home and she says, my female boss has been slapping my ass at work, mm-hmm. we don't hear about that. Right, that's not like been a. It's not toxic, Mark. Oh. It's not toxic enough. <laughs> well, she, it's, she's, it's, she's it's overcoming like, her oppression. That she's, yeah. well, I mean, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, and this is it's just a it's just a, a sexuality thing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. because I would see in that situation, and this is potentially my ignorance, and maybe this is going to be a Reddit thread also or something, <laughs> you know, whatever, but. That like okay in in the situation where the where the, where the female is in power then the the the, the prey mm-hmm. and I'm, this is a hopeless generalization but let's just say the prey is more often female than male mm. yes for sure and no one's and I'm not saying a good and maybe it's just it, maybe this is not even a relevant thing but if it's happening one way that's happening the other way, I mean we're human beings and yeah. and you know, and and most people have a really shite relationship with power. Like when they yeah. get it, they can't fucking handle it. Mm-hmm. Like For don't sure. know, don't know how. It's just like, well, and we have some- a we have a. So this needs to be acknowledged because it's not. We have multiple hierarchies. Like our our system is not how tribal systems would be, where it's like your place in the tribe or your you know your dog in the pack is either alpha or not, and you have your place and it's decided. And there's no your expectations, and you meet those, and you live, you know, well within your means, and you provide for yourself. You either helping as you know an asset, or you're not, and that becomes a liability if you're not. Now we have you know people that will be you know mailroom clerks, but they're also captains of the you know side football team for the corporation. Well, softball or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, because it's way Football's too many TBIs. Rough. Wait, no, it's yeah. not even softball. It's slow pitch. Slow pitch. Yeah. yeah so you have these things, <laughs> and people are always under the impression that they can reach up and change their level, but they can't. They are who they are. There's this hierarchical thing that changes, and we get under the impression that we you know, can shift it because in one life we have this power, and then this other life we have this other power. My honest 
opinion is to burn that whole motherfucker. Like the institution of a job to show up is outdated. It needs to go away anyway. You do not need a boss to tell you how to do something. If you do, you're going to be at risk for the things that you're at risk for. The same Mm. thing is true of just being fired and not having any money and you've relied on a salary for so long. The risk is there. And so that system needs to go away. And then it'll take care of itself. Like you just dissolve the corporate America into being like, we'll work at home and get shit done because now we have the internet. And if you're a capable person and I trust you and I pay you a salary to get a job done, you don't need to come to a fucking office where somebody can Well, but the whole idea of the salary is him. like is security. Yeah. And if, and if, and if there, and if it's sense, if it's sense of security. Sense. Sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. A sense of security. Um, because as, Many have seen um, <laughs> well that the, the, that sense is wrong, but but the, but the idea of like okay yeah you work from home well then we're gonna then it's gonna be then it's gonna be piecework then it's gonna be contract work then mm-hmm. it's gonna be and now you're really gonna work because your ability to provide is dependent on your performance and, and that's different and, there's, and that's very and, well different. and there's there's two parts to that one now we have a meritocracy which is terrifying and we have to can't have that because some people aren't as good at things as other people and that's not fair and then secondly we have no ritual uh, or or rite of passage to go through and a foundation to stand on to believe in ourselves that we're actually capable of doing that thing so no so so the fear based of doing that will prevent everyone from ever foregoing a salary where they could actually make a ton uh, you know more money working it for themselves, very few people are willing to take that leap because, you know, my, my thing is they haven't done, they haven't gone through this rite of passage to believe in themselves enough to, to, to actually, to, to do actually imagine it, and see that leap yes. or the potential. Yeah. And, and so people are stuck in this thing. And so without that, with, mm-hmm. without that confident boost or whatever, whatever that, you know, trial by fire, whatever that, and it doesn't, ha- it can be anything. You know, in the people, it, generally speaking, the people who do strike it out on their own have something to actually fall back on to say, no, I can handle this. Mm-hmm. So and, there's, there's, you know, people are, you know, aiming for the soft landing uh, rather than, and, and, or making the assumption that they are going to fail and therefore I'm going to get myself in a situation mm-hmm. where um, it's comfortable to do so. Yes. I, I just don't think most people are go-getters. <laughs> that's, I mean, I mean, right? I, 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 most people really aren't. I mean, that's that's a that's almost like an elite quality that you're gonna that you're you're gonna be self driven enough to like do that. Most people do just want to sit and collect a salary every day and be and and they're kind of okay being they're happy yeah. with that. Yeah, and part and part of that that is something that uh, a, a, an old friend of mine made the differentiation for me mm-hmm. was asking like, do you want a job or do you want a salary? Because those are different. Like, do you want to do the work, yeah, or do you yeah. just want to have yeah. this yeah. consistent income all the time, and to show up and and yeah, and that's what most people want. I, the, I think the, so. Is yeah. the salary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they, oh, and there's there's a whole. I mean, there's a whole thing in Japanese culture of the imagine salary. how toxic it would be if it was just a world of go getters. <laughs> <laughs> just all kill each other. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> kind of. I also like, think like that might be more tank. coordinated than so, ever. Like you get a bunch of people that are self-starters that are able to take care of themselves and you have actually a functioning business in most cases. Like what we're talking yeah. about this with actually our supplement company and people that we're bringing in to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And the one asset that we have mm-hmm. is that no one 
we can risk everything. Nobody is reliant on it for a salary. Mm-hmm. Like we all have yeah. jobs and income by doing other work and mm-hmm. we have to do that other work. And that's the one thing because you start a company and the first person, the, the first thing people want to know is like, well, how do I pay myself? And he's like, well, you fucking make money first. Mm-hmm. Like you come up with an idea yeah. that is valued in the market and then money will return and you take a small percentage of that until you can grow it. And then based on the rate of that growth, you increase your salary. Based off your that that's how you should do it. We haven't figured that out yet because we're still just making shit and paying for the next stuff to get made. Right. We're still dealing with the like, how do we keep the cycle going? But eventually it'll be nice to be like, okay, now we made all this stuff and now we can pay ourselves X. Mm-hmm. We can risk it, but most people that are, you know, man, I had this dream and a business idea. I wanted to invent the iPhone and somebody else did it before me. The 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 ideas that they, they <laughs> They consistently think that that the world turns based off of ideas, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's just conjecture. That's just mm-hmm. ethereal. The uh, like the to dos, the people that do, is how the world actually operates. And that's the hardest thing I think is to do something. It's okay. We're used to can I, opening. I, I wasn't going to synchronize that. Oh, you Josh. didn't want to synchronize? Oh, I, no, oh, no, okay. no, no, no. It would have been far too loud. <laughs> oh, I was trying to just mitigate the distraction. So it's one big one instead of two smaller ones. Yeah, so I I'll, appreciate that. However, I defied you. You did. <laughs> I do think Which I should have expected. Uh, Yuval Harari. Have you read Yuval's stuff? Um, Sapiens, Homo Deus. He's a historian. Someone else oh. recommended that to me recently. And the dog's back. Um, an excellent book on civilization. Mm-hmm. Like a, a really good look at it. He's a brilliant thinker. And recently he kind of elaborated on some of these ideas of um, our society actually coming full circle. So as before hunter-gatherer societies, mm-hmm. it was task accomplishment and then trading and trading for equal value mm-hmm. and um, you were <laughs> you were relevant because you had something to offer and you could get something in return. Yeah. So it was a, a pretty easy thing. And as industrialization started to come in, and you know, first um, agriculture and then industrialization, that was the first time that they were taking people and shoving them groups and trying to find jobs for them to do because manpower was a thing we mm-hmm. needed to you know one person just needs to put this thing on the line oh easy the there person does it human power oh yeah oh, shit. well well i'm it, gonna just say probably in the 1920s no it was yeah, probably did not <laughs> it's safe it's a safe assumption we can rewrite Actually, history yeah. we can re-envision it how we want no no just reparations just pay and, that and now we're coming that because of the internet being the biggest marketplace ever we're finding that companies can't actually compete on the open market. Like you're seeing Walmart's lose value because Amazon has taken over. Yeah. Like, and now power's consolidating mm-hmm. much like they did in hunter gatherer civilizations. Mm-hmm. So we're coming back to that point where it's going to be task accomplishment. What skill do you provide? Can you, can you charge fairly for it? And is it needed? Mm-hmm. Like there are people out there and I don't know if you monetize it or not, but there's people out there that need experiences for ritual. And you have found that offering that, mm-hmm deepens your sense for what you love to do and it also is open on the market i guess right and there's books that need to be written about subjects that people want to read about we apparently don't know any of those but (laughs) um, if people can read if yeah (laughs) that was still very exclusive yeah Yeah. you're 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 not including the illiterate right and i just audiobooks but before yeah. like when you wanted to learn a skill even a hundred years ago in, as a but tradesman in, in, in a universal language or 
yeah. No, Swahili, actually. Yeah. Esperanto. Yeah. Esperanto. Yeah. You would have to learn the, you'd have to apprentice the somebody that, that knew how to do the thing. Is that, uh-huh. is that what es- Esperanto? Yeah. No, it's an experimental language that they created to, to try and meld all languages together <laughs> and, and make it like a universal language. Okay, that was, so like, the therefore it is it. the language of hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the only movie that was that I know that was ever recorded. No, I think there are actually more. But the only movie I know of that was ever actually recorded in, in Esperanto was starring William Shatner, and it was called <laughs> Incubus, and it was about Black Witchcraft. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really what, neat. What it's a, like Criterion Collection shit. But really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Esperanto. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, 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 they they speak the entire movie in Esperanto. Now my question is like, um, what? What would you have if you not knowing? But that language, Shatner's in it, right? So, so it's still kind of cool. So Shatner knows yeah. Esperanto. Yeah, yeah. So, so it is clearly. super no, what, cool. So what? What psychedelic would you have to be on to be able to interpret that? Not and knowing that any language? of them, it would you make total it, it would sense. Make, oh, that's cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all languages, you'd understand all. It's of amazing. It, I assume having no experience. Yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, we'll have to see those. Somehow, yeah, I mean, Spanish comes pretty easily <laughs> when under the influence. But I've been around a lot of Spanish, so maybe that makes more sense. Yeah. Subliminal. Yeah. Subliminal Subliminal thing. Spanish. Indeed. Man. I forgot where we were at. You were talking about figuring out ways. Well, so one, the pendulum swinging, right, from, from one end to oh, the right. other. Oh, right. I was talking about trades. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning trades. Like the pattern that you've all covers is basically like if you want to learn a trade, you go to some, like you apprentice under somebody mm-hmm, right. and and you can pass that down generations. And then that person knows the trade. And that was the reason to kind of have children to take care of you and also do your trade. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're quote unquote retire <laughs> yeah. which isn't a thing necessarily right. and I think it's from what it looks like to me it's coming back around to that you're learning these skills you're apprenticing you're not going to school because that general education isn't worth anything except technical or specific um, employment mm-hmm. and instead you're having people develop skills that are actually really needed like learning martial arts yeah like in order to teach martial arts fuck that's a long process Mm. and now it's pretty hold on hold on hold on in order to teach anything of value it's a long process it's a long process this one specifically unless you listen to that one podcast by that one guy (laughs) four hour four hour the four hour relationship i think it's called (laughs) (laughs) um that's a bitcoin (laughs) <laughs> yeah, our cryptocurrency payment relationship, right? Yeah. Is that what we're, well, we're back to that? I think <laughs> it should work like that. Um, I mean, four hours—that's a—that's a good session. That's a long commitment. Yeah, I mean, if you can do anything yeah. for four hours, man, that's well, I, there was when I was learning jujitsu originally, like twelve years ago. There was blue belts teaching because yeah. there's not enough black belts. To like the the need was like man, so many people wanted to learn because the MMA really mm-hmm. hit it that the market demanded that there be people at least to hand down some information, and so it began that yeah, blue belt would teach, and man, they are so good. Blue belts were so good, so good. And now, when I go to a class, like the last Tuesday night, there were seven black belts just fucking around. That is a fairly special gym. They're just they're it just is. handing them out they're like academy. They're handing them out like candy these days. I tell you. Uh, all of these <laughs> I mean, it longer takes, it than takes twelve nine, years to get. One. I was going to say it takes nine years now instead of ten. Right? Yeah, it's like yeah, candy. Yeah, yeah. It's like candy. Yeah, just just it's the like easy Pez dispenser. But I also <laughs> see how uncomfortable even like some of the newer quote unquote newer yeah. black belts are with teaching because they still like there was a guy who just got his black belt maybe six months ago 
And when he shows up, you can see his discomfort. He's just like, I have to stand. I don't belong up here. That's fucking awesome to me. Yeah. That guy has been doing it for 15 years. He, he finally got his black belt. And he's so uncomfortable with the idea that you can physically see it on his face. And he refuses, like, every question you ask him, you're like, well, what do you think about this? He's like, I I don't know, man. Like, I have no idea. He's so uncertain about everything that you're like, he deserves that black belt. Which is, which is probably the, the, the most valid position anyone could ever take. Sure. You know, if, if we're hope. really being honest about yeah. things, is like, you know, that's... <laughs> but we don't, well, we don't because we have, to, we have to give this air of certainty because that's what that's, that's what, what we're sells. rewarded. That's what sells. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's you know, funny. there was a there was a point in my climbing career that Scott and I realized. You know, somebody had asked a question like, "Well, what about this?" And after we tried to answer, you know, three hours of conversation later or whatever, and the person left, and Scott was just like, "We're two of the best guys in the world at this, and we have, and we don't know." <laughs> And I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Because uh, we're still searching. Yeah. Still well, and that's that's probably the most refreshing epiphany that, that that anyone could ever have. You know, I think the the hard part is most people aren't privy to that. You know, they, they don't have access to, you know, folks of that caliber to come to that or a po- folks that are there and have come to that realization because most of the people that the general public is going to encounter, A... Oh, there's a squeak. Um, I I do believe <laughs> she's alive. She's yeah. She's woken up and, and she's teething. She is yeah. ready. She is ready. So I, I'll I'll finish that. You know, let's finish with squeaky toy in the background. You like that? Yeah, no, I love it's, it. It's yeah, solid. It's so non toxic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so adorable. It can't possibly be toxic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I was just saying that most of the people that that f- folks encounter. They don't have that. Uh, they they seemingly have that knowledge, but they're putting on a front that they have more knowledge than they have because the folks yeah. who really do know they don't know anything, and and no one ever sees that. But if people could, and and that's that's been like the biggest thing, the coolest thing about coming and hanging around you guys. It's like, oh fuck, man, the guys that know the most about this don't know anything either. <laughs> well, shit, I don't feel so bad about stuff then. Exactly. And it's like, well, then there's no way that I can know. And then and that's that's very like. <laughs> Very inspiring. It gives me hope. It's like, you know, because otherwise I think, man, I really suck at all these things. I should know more. And then it's like, oh, nobody knows. Well, good. Okay. Well, then we're, then we're all, then I'm on track. I'm doing great so far. So <laughs> nobody knows anything. So we can quit advertising for shit that we don't know. There, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stop. But there, but there, there is a, 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 a split there in the sort of, I have no idea how long this has been going on now with the beeps, but uh, um, th- there is this split with, uh, yeah, genuine knowledge resides in someone who still asks a lot of questions. Hmm. The perception of expertise hmm. is, you know, or whatever that you know the 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 the, uh, the front. Mm-hmm. is it, it, of, of expertise. It, it lies in someone who has very limited knowledge Mm -hmm. and is trying to sell something generally. Mm -hmm. And that could, and that could be, I mean, when you were talking about the, the, the black, you know, okay. So there's the black belt and that person's like, I don't know. And this and that, and just go, well, that's a, 
there's a genuine black belt and then there's the strip mall black belt. Mm. And the strip mall black belt is not the guy who's saying, I don't know. He's saying, oh, in that situation, this I, is the, this uh, is the, you know, it, you know, there's a definitive response or whatever, or reaction and, to, or bit, type of behavior and that. And it's not true. The, the sad truth is the, that most people don't have the ability to discriminate between the two. Right. So who's, mm-hmm. and, and I would say that's the, the, you know, the responsibility of, um, the, consumer the consumer should be yeah should be um because yeah people have a shit relationship with power (laughs) i think on that note (laughs) i think that sums up quite a bit about what you're talking about so be powerless and be less toxic is that the solution? <laughs> totally. I think we figured it out. Is that what it is? No, yeah. more squeak, have less power. Squeaky toys squeaky. are the solution, I think. Yeah. We need to I put think, a mic down there in yeah. the cage just so they really picks up. The more you know, the less certain you are. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And I think the fist on Betty the Betty White shirt <laughs> should be a squeaky toy. <laughs> because that's good exercise. Make this, we're going to put this in, you make it squeak. Yeah, to a cadence, <laughs> to oh a cadence. Be so tempo. Good. You so with tempo squeaks, tempo squeaking, <laughs> or oh amra, and, and after a while, you do it long enough, you really don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the discipline: is to keep squeaking to a beat. It's honest effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh, for finally coming out. Hey, thanks for finally letting me come hang out in your. Cool little in letting cool is here. generous. You kind of forced your way. I in. did. I strong arm my way, as That's I right. do with most things. It's, it's my way. It's what I do. And Jack, do you want to? Do you want people to find you from? Do you want our <laughs> listeners to actually find you now that you know what this sounds like? <laughs> That's the real question. That actually all is the it. Betty White fans. That yeah, is <laughs> a valid question. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, where can they find you? Um, I really like Instagram because I'm a visual person. So okay. uh, at, at start the world. Start Instagram the account. world spelled out. Yes, awesome. Yes. How did that start? Actually, the start the world like the phrase, the, the, the big the bang phrase, theory. Yeah. I'm trying I, to. It's it's re- the guy from uh, Easy Rider, uh, the main actor from Easy Rider, made a quote at, at the at a Cannes Film Festival. I think something like so. That. It's either Peter Fonda or Dennis Hopper. Yeah, it's Peter Fonda. Okay, okay, and uh, he made a quote say like, "I prefer not to say let's let's." let's stop something let's let's start something and and it was just a kind of a cool quote it had to do with reactions to society he was actually talking about i think like teaching his grandchildren to shoot or something like mm. that but uh so it was very kind of provocative in the way he framed it yeah and i really liked that and it it became kind of a theme that i put into the way of men because rather than complaining about everything that's wrong with the world it kind of a theme has been why don't you start what you want to the best of your ability Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. That, I, I can get behind that theme. I still like that. Yeah. And, and actually, <laughs> holy shit, that might be the most positive thing ever That's said in this room. <laughs> it took us three hours to get to So out. much feel goods right now. <laughs> but it goes back to the what we were talking about with the um, the concept of, you know, people chattering on about, okay, people making first ascents and then naming the feature naming the yeah. root or whatever and that's colonial and it's you know <laughs> masculine and it's the patriarchy and all that shit and michael's first reaction to that was like don't don't talk about it just fucking go out and climb some new roots and don't fucking name them 
Yeah. Don't yeah. claim them. Don't do anything. But but make your point through action. Exactly. Yes. Huh. And making one's point through positive action, like starting as opposed to stopping, yeah. Yeah. is... Uh, that's awesome. Well, that's what Actually, we're all about up in here. At positivity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, positivity. <laughs> Do come back <laughs> all right. um, soon. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sitting with us this time. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. I, and for my own thing, uh, I mean, it's, uh, I, I'll give I mean, genuine thanks because I fell into this to the, the, you know, the process of assigning some stereotype. And I appreciate the ability just to sit here and have an exchange and to not just hear words, but to watch thinking happening okay. and to see body language. And uh, yeah, I'll get a little bit emotional actually. Do, do come back. Cool. Thank this you. This is Thank fucking you. cool. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Josh, same to you. Hey, thanks. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you're here all the time. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, less yeah. emotional. Yeah. That's, but that's fair. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I still get a hug. Oh. Especially wearing that toxic masculinity shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a onesie, you'd for sure get a hug. <gasps> yeah, now that's happening. Oh, shit. Stay tuned. <laughs>